And welcome, everybody. You're here with us once again at I Want to Believe Radio. Uh, this is Dan Howard at Southern Michigan Paranormals. And, of course, with me, as always, Elmer Boster, uh, the man himself, the, the legend. Um, and uh, we've got a special guest with us tonight. But before we get into that real quick, everybody, you may have noticed if you've gone to our our network page that it's been rebranded. Yes, that's correct. Uh, you can still type in the old Michigan 69 deal, uh, which will take you over there. Uh, but our new branding is uh, unrestrictedparanormal.com. And when you go to spell unrestricted, I want you to spell unrest, X-R-T-D. Okay, we kind of changed it up a little bit there, unrestrictedparanormal.com, and you will go right to that network. You'll see there's been many changes. We've actually added a, a couple of new shows. And uh, we appreciate you doing that. So you are listening to us right here uh, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Unrestricted Radio. And go to unrestrictedradio.com. Tell your friends, your family, your neighbors that uh, you can go up there and download that app. It is free. And you can listen to music that a lot of other stations, okay, let's be honest, most of the radio stations in our towns, they absolutely suck, okay? Uh, hate to say that because I've had friends in the industry, but it's not what it used to be. And we play a lot of the things that other stations and other internet stations as well sometimes won't we play, play or, or don't play. Well, wait, wait. We don't play WAP? No. No. <laughs> What, oh, you mean you mean you mean wide wide ass uh, uh, paranormal? No, we don't we don't yeah. play that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that used to be the old station I was on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so we no, play a lot of different so, things. It's a local scene. It's an international scene. So find us over there. I mentioned a couple of sponsors, and then we're going to get hand us over to Elmer, and he's going to introduce our guest. But uh, please don't forget Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com, dot com, eighteen ninety five bed and breakfast right here in downtown Kalamazoo. You can book your next fun, historic stay here. You can come and see yours truly. Uh, I host a ghost dinner tour there uh, once a month. We're trying to change that around a little bit, but uh, come see us. If you get uh, a chance to come to South Haven, Michigan, on Lake Michigan. Yes, that's right. There is a place, Lake Michigan. We are surrounded here in Michigan by Great Lakes. Go to South Haven, Michigan. Yes, yes, correct. We have some rivers, too. You get some rivers and waterfalls, but don't go chasing. Oh. See what, oh. I, did See what oh. I did there? Okay, but oh. go to South Haven, Michigan. Uh, book your next historic stay at uh, Historic Hotel Nichols, uh, hotelnichols.com. And of course, we don't want to leave the guys out. Uh, Gun Barrel Coffee, uh, go check those guys out at gunbarrelcoffee.com. Elmer, we've got a guest with us. This is somebody you know very well. I've listened to the music. And, and as I've been very, you know, earnest and honest before, there's a lot of it I dig and there's some of it that I'm just like, whoa, that's a little too intense for me. But you know what? I still I still love the fact that they do what they do. Uh, Elmer, take it away. All right, guys. So she survived the hurricane. Yeah. She's back from the tomb of Nick Cave. Missy Mooney, how you doing, baby? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Elmer. I'm glad to have you back. You know, just just a side note, like we have like a little inner circle that most people don't realize about. We have Missy, who, you know, I claim is my auntie and then Lauren Coleman's wife as my mom. And obviously Pop Pops is Lauren. So we have like a little secret cult, you know, <laughs> that we we kind of have, you know, she has Nola. I have Mothman. And 
they have pretty much the whole effing thing. And anyway, besides the point, how you been doing? How's the music scene down there still? Ooh, it's rough between the pandemic and uh, the hurricane. Um, it's it's really we've taken a hit down here, but I have to say that uh, after Ida, which is the Cat Five, we just had the pretty much just hit us directly. Um, everything is back back running fairly quickly, like quick quicker than I thought. Now, um, in the more southern parishes down here, they're having a rough time still. A lot of people are still out of power and stuff, but. Um, in this direct area, the greater New Orleans area, everything is, the music scene is kind of getting back to normal a little bit. So that's refreshing. That's pretty good. I think yeah, I've noticed on your page. That is, you would think that some of the people who are way out and about, you know, out in the middle of nowhere who live down there, they're probably used to this. They, I mean, they, they went so long, you know, on, on occasion without lights and power and doing their yeah. things. But still, you know, uh, God bless them because uh, seeing some of the aftermath is, it's insane. It's insane. And, and people yeah, remember, you know, Cat 5, just spay and neuter your pets, okay? Anybody? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Keep Grandpa. Going. You're like well, Grandpa we Buster. We're, yeah. Do that anyway, but yeah. And keep extra batteries. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, I was probably going to be headed down that way, but I got shipped north instead of south, so mm -hmm. I didn't get to go down there to help out, but I was ready to. I mean... I knew it was going to be a long process for you guys. And, you know, I was ready to rock and roll down there with my new company I'm with. And, you know, it, it, it is a long process. I mean, we, we just went through, you know, that ice storm back in February and it took us over a month to get back up. So, yeah. you know, storms like that, they're keep getting worse. And we all know why harp, <clears throat> harp, <clears throat> but you know, yeah, I said it. I said it. I, I, the I thing that frightens that me about that that region, you know, when you guys get all the flooding and the hurricanes, and I went through one in Florida back in 86, so I know how severe it gets. And, uh, you know, up here in Michigan, uh, if, if we're flooded and I'm out in the water or I, I fall in the water, you know, I might have a bass or, or, or something bump me in the leg. You guys have, you know, freaking gators and snakes and half the things in the swamp that want to kill you, so... You know, how about that horrible story uh, down yeah. that way about that man telling his yeah. wife that he's going to go down in the basement and he wanted to go secure something and something got a hold of him and he's gone. So, yeah, he uh, survived the storm and then uh, he he died of a gator attack. And gator got so they him, yeah. That. That, was the, that was the theory, but uh, they recently did confirm that, that that's what happened to the poor guy. That's so, crazy. Well, be safe. Yeah. Please be safe. Yeah, I, I could have bet if that was a rougarou, and you know, I would have lost that one. So I'm glad I just kept my mouth shut the whole time. Yeah, you know what? Though the whole, I think the rougarou is even probably maybe helping rebuild down in down in Homa right now in that area where they have the um, where they have the annual rougarou fest, which I think I, I hope it's still going on, but it's it's generally in the the pretty much one of the worst hit areas. So I hope that they do have the festival this year because I know it was affected last year by the pandemic. So um, I hope our annual Rougarou Festival is back this year. You know, I can kind of see like a werewolf, like wearing a like a weight like a belt, like a little belt that has like a hammer on it and stuff. I think that'd be kind of neat to see, which is weird because I just thought of that in my head. But you know. <laughs> 
That would be cool. Maybe if you had like a bunch of people go cheer the kids up by uh, Rougarou's fixing, putting blue tarps on your roof or something. I think, <laughs> I think Elmer just came up with the, uh, a name to a new band, Hammerwolf. Oh, that's fantastic, oh. Elmer. Elmer, oh, get that. Yes. I don't have time for another band. You got you to gotta make Hammerwolf a, a reality. You do. That's, that would be amazing. Look, I was really I was only a re reanimation of Onslaught at least one time in a band, all right? I was one of the ones that was in Onslaught at one point, and that was maybe a week. But um, <laughs> it's, it's never too late. <laughs> no, I don't know. No. I, I know that we I know we changed the name of ours from Paranormal Soldiers to uh, some weird thing like Spirit Temple or something weird. But, uh, you know, the guy that kind of leads the band is kind of skated off the end of the earth right now. So whenever that person decides to return, we'll, we'll try to pick that up. But, uh, you know, it is October. We could do a seance. That's true. That's true. We pr probably hey. have contact with them if we're lucky. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like that, you need, you need, uh, people from, from beyond the, beyond the grave to, uh, to play on one of your tracks. And in fact, um, if you listen to uh, if you listen to our track Rugaru, there is a two beats of a it's what it sounds like a woodblock in time with the song in the middle of the song and um, there was there was nobody in the studio that played anything like that. I heard it on the track and I had I had our producer isolated. I said there's a woodblock on this track and um, and and he isolated. He said, well, it's on a guitar track. That's impossible. So I said, I'm telling you, I hear it. And so we isolated it. None of us know. Uh, where that woodblock came from. So we had a friend of ours pass, and so we were always hoping that maybe it was him making a very small contribution to that track. So nobody knows wh where that came from. That's a great segue. That's a great segue. Yeah. Because I was gonna, I was gonna ask. I, I remember, God, it's been what a year or two since, since we had you on. So I was gonna ask. You know, you guys do some of these videos, and you're out on locations doing the stuff all around your areas down there. And of course, your area, Louisiana, you know, all of it uh, mm -hmm. is just, you know, entombed, if I can borrow the word, That's um, right. entombed in this paranormal stuff. It has been for eons. And yeah. my thought was, have you guys had anything weird, you know, like you just described, uh, shooting on a location or performing at, a, at an event where you just you just couldn't figure it out, like somebody chiming in or just some strange things while you're on stage that you couldn't figure out, too? Well, I will tell you this. It didn't happen in New Orleans. And, and to your point, you are right. Uh, and, and we try to, I, I don't know why more bands haven't really kind of like investigated kind of like the more supernatural or paranormal cryptozoological aspects of Louisiana, which is strange to me. We're one of the few that really dig into that. But um, the strangest thing to happen to us didn't happen in Louisiana. Um, it actually happened in Georgia. Oh. And um, we decided on the way home from our tour to stop at the Guidestones, the Georgia Guidestones, if you guys are familiar. I lived in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we stopped there and we kind of all like, this was January 2019. And we kind of all said, oh man, now that we're all here at the Georgia Guidestones, wouldn't it be really awful that we put something into motion that was really, really terrible? And uh, right after that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So, so, um, you know, now we, we know who to blame. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We kind of did like a little, a little thing about the guidestones, and so we've decided that um, we're going back to we're going back to Alabama, and we're thinking about trying to hit them back up and going back 
to try to undo 2019, 2020, 2021. But then somebody somebody uh, pointed out that maybe we'll double down and make it worse. So I can't decide if we're going to go back or not. So you're trying to pull an end game. Is this what yeah. you're telling me? Well, either way, either stop it or just get it over with at this point. So <laughs> great, you know, like, like we're just gonna have to call upon all the paranormal like experts and stuff. No, yeah. expert. you know, we're gonna have to get myself. We're gonna have to get Lauren. We're gonna have to get John Zaffis. We're gonna have to like get all these like different people from different blocks of the paranormal, and we're just gonna have to like stop you from, you know, she, she might snapping be onto something. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's connected into what you put out in the universe. You know, sometimes you're just yeah. a man. We put. It could be two or three people who put something out there and bang, it turns into this thing. You never know, right? So the only thing I can acquaint this to um, is that I only had one or two bad things happen after I brought it into my home. And being a paranormal guy, as many people know, well, this was years before I started my group. Now, I had always been into this stuff forever. Everybody knows the story. So I'm at Gettysburg. And uh, we had some strange feelings and stuff there. My brother, who doesn't believe in anything, uh, even he got emotional, you know, in the wheat field and going towards Devil's Den, if anybody knows where that is. Um, and as we get to the spot where uh, Joshua Chamberlain led his charge down the side of Little Big Top, which stopped the Confederate lines from flanking the Union, which would have would have pretty much ended the war. Uh, I think they would have had to sue for peace or who knows what would have happened. Uh, so right there at the area where he's leading the charge, I did a no-no. I did a naughty thing. So you're not supposed to, and please, the FBI, don't come come knocking at my house, okay? Because I have plans to bring this item back. But mm-hmm. where the wall is, many of those rocks and stones that are where they've set those up, you know, years in advance, to they they were originally there used to guard and for these soldiers to hide behind. And so I took... What you're seeing here, uh, just you guys, nobody can see this right now. This is an actual stone from that wall uh, that the Union line uh, hid behind. And you can see it quite well. It's uh, really old. Um, and I, I thought, tiny stone, I, I need to have a memento where Joshua Chamberlain stood because I'm, I'm into that history. You know, it, it changed us as Americans. So paranormal-wise, I thought, Am I really doing a bad thing? And I thought, look, it's one one stone. What's right. it going to affect, right? See where I'm going with this going around yeah. the block? You know, I'm getting long-winded to get to the point of the story. So right. so I see Elmer shaking his head. So I have at home less than a night. And I have a shelf that's got a picture of jo- Joshua Chamberlain uh, that we bought at Gettysburg. And it's got a little nook shelf on it. And I placed this up there nice and flat. Now, I you could bang on the wall, anything. That's not going anywhere. There's a big shelf. My daughter, Samantha, was little at the time, probably about five or, or maybe six. I think she was six or seven. And she came up and she stood under it. It was high enough where she stood under it. Now, she didn't bump the wall or nothing. She's talking to me. And this thing literally came off the shelf and smacked her in the top of the head. You know, obviously hurt her. Yeah. Didn't, no blood or anything. Um, but I had to hug her, you know, everything's okay. And so I went and said a couple of prayers over this. And I'm, I'm this first time I think I'm sharing this on a show. And I asked for forgiveness and that when I get the opportunity, I am going to take this Mm -hmm. back and I'm going to put it back in that wall. 
Now, it's dear to me because it's a piece of history. People bled on this. I mean, this is no joke. This is right from that wall. So that's why I tell them that story to you that I think something kind of affected this and maybe something followed me home for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Now, folks, I didn't have months and months of bad luck because I brought this home from a battle site. The one thing I would never do is dig up bullets and remove artifacts of that nature. I just figured being a piece of nature, it's a stone from the wall, but uh, I'll be taking it back soon or I'll mail it to Elmer. Either way, uh, it'll, it'll be leaving my house at some point. Yeah. It'll be like, it'll ship itself back to Dan and be like, I cannot do this anymore. You just now it. created a, a new good, a brand, a good story. You just created a good twilight zone right there. Yep. Where I, I send it back and it keeps showing up in my house. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's pretty much every hammer wolf can do the music. Ever. Can do Annabelle. some of the instrumental music, and then we can have Tomb and Nick Cage do the whole soundtrack. There you yeah, go. You know, we could do like a maximum overdrive version of it. Just like it can just be like it, you just ship it off to me, and next thing you know, it's going through your window and like busting through things, and just like parks itself right in front of you. I think that sounds like a really great. You know what? I think I think I ought to do it like a my version of rubber. We'll just make it crazy, and then you know, like they all do, just say, "Well, it's based on a true story." Except for most <laughs> of what happened, right? Yeah, right. I feel like the special effects could be done on a budget too. Oh, very easy. Well, yeah, fifteen bucks. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. I got some fishing line. You wouldn't even see it. Yeah. Well, Elmer, I got that soundtrack for you. I'll 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 I'll, I'll compose something for you. <laughs> it's gotta be like ACDC when they did the Maximum Overdrive soundtrack. Remember that? Oh yeah, I I love Maximum Overdrive. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be a rock opera. Oh <laughs> now now are we talking rock opera? Are we talking like Kiss and the Phantom of the Park? Or are we talking um more oh, like man, rock horror? Okay, so uh, Six Flags down here is uh, is abandoned, and they got really high security on it now. Um, but uh, it's it's out in like New Orleans East, and it used to be able to go in there or whatever. I I never have, but I know some friends of mine that flown drones over it and stuff. And um, I would love to have permission to like ape a Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park reboot with you know Kim Trails or Two meets the Phantom of the Park or whatever. So you know they just need to do that, and then they just need to do like Ozzy meets the Phantom, as well. You know, I yeah. think it'd just be funny just hear him going. You have subtitles on. No bleep one's bleep and... what he's saying. <laughs> just the idea of Ozzy just cussing at somebody for like forty-five minutes just seems like the the most opportunity the opportunity that nobody's ever taken. You know, well, it's just. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing with him. It's almost like he he was designed to at this point in his life to actually work in an airport or a train station because you don't understand half of what he says. His swear words are clear. His cussing is clear as a bell. But you know, it's like hey, Brandon said to here, Brandon. track one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just use this, like, take out his cuss words. And, like, we are so out of, we're so off track it's of okay. what we're talking it's okay. about. This, get, this get goes off the train wreck, and train wrecks can be paranormal. It's all good. <laughs> oh, train wrecks is a paranormal. All right. So, anyway, so what do you got planned for Halloween? I mean, come on. You got to, you got to have like a track list of what movies you're watching and everything. If not, then just holler at me and I'll send you mine. Um, <laughs> well, We've already done some of the hits, like uh, we watched Monster Squad again. 
Um, that's a classic. Like that, that that's is. on that's like good. repeat all the time at my house. Wolfman has okay. nards. It's it's one of my favorites. That and um, of course, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. We watched that one about three or four times. Did you watch uh, the Shutter special with her in it? I haven't, but I but I am gonna get to that. Oh my god, it's awesome! I loved it. But there wasn't like my thing was with that was there wasn't enough Elvira. Yeah, did they I do mean, it like um, um, Joe Bob Briggs? Did they do did no. they do it like no no no? It was like she was on like you could probably say maybe thirty minutes out of the whole yeah. movie. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, like it was just like a few minutes here, a few minutes there. And it was just like, I was hoping for like more interaction. Like I was hoping for like a Joe Bob type situation where she explained about the movie and stuff. And she was just making tit jokes. Yeah. Um, you know, she's so adorbs. I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll watch it. So. Oh yeah. Sure. I like him a lot. And I have some people that I know up here that can't stand him. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are sick. Oh, I'm, Joe Bob Briggs? Yeah, I used to love watching his show and, oh, and Elvira, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he was. was and, uh, uh, oh, and we got some some new ones I've been watching. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, I, I just watched Finish Midnight Mass, which was fantastic, the series. Crazy, and, right? Uh, I, just, I just did that too, Kim. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Beautiful. You know, the, anything that 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 group of writers or that writer does or produces is fantastic. So I call it a series, even though it's not with a the Bly Manor and Hill House and all that. So all three made a really good trilogy. So I hope that they keep going with those. I will share with you what I what I believe that that writer borrowed from, which you know a lot of the writers do, and that's cool. Was uh -huh. and and I had my wife watch it with me last night. Uh, we ended up renting it because it's it's a it's turned into a cult classic, which mm -hmm. is let's scare scare the hell out of Jessica. Yeah, and if you and I, you know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about, where they're on the island and everybody's a vampire. If you look at Midnight Mass, there are some small elements. You know, the island they're secluded, and there's mm -hmm. some things in there that kind of go along with it. You know, but I, you're right. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you're right. That yeah. I, I didn't think I was going to like it. My wife didn't because it was a little slow. As far mm -hmm. as the acting, but uh, yeah, pretty well done. I mean, there were a couple parts there that made me jump, you know, uh, with them, yeah. you know, staring in the window and whatnot. But uh, I think pretty well done. Yeah, I think stares into the window is kind of creepy. I mean, look at Salem's Lot. He's a little boy just there. Okay, I got Salem's Lot vibes too off of Midnight. Oh Night. yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you seen the? Uh, you know, they're making the new one, right? And I think it's in Maryland. I think it is Maryland or Maine. One of those two, but I actually got to see the house and oh my God, it is beautiful. I cannot wait for this movie to come out. So That's you're awesome. okay with them. You're okay with them doing the reboot. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love it. Right. It scared me as a kid. There's a few, there's a few horror movies that, that I would be okay with a reboot. Um, and then there's most of them. I'm not so like pet cemetery. That was why we even do that. You know, but you know, it was all right until the end. Like the end made no damn sense. It just went left field. It was just like, okay, I can deal with the little girl being the little boy. Okay, I can deal with that. Okay, and then it was like, what? What the fuck? What just happened? You know what I mean? It's just, it was just one of those things where I was just kind of disappointed at the end. But I'm also disappointed at the third Conjuring too. But we won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the Fright Night reboot a whole lot. I like both of those. I think both of those can stand next to each other. Yep. And be good. But, but you know. Good pick. That's a good yeah, pick. but my thing about Fright Night is I wish they would just come out with the the second one. Like the second 80s one. Just come back out on Blu-ray so everybody can buy it. And quit yeah. being D-bags and like torturing me with, uh-huh, you can't buy it anywhere. I was even hoping it was on digital, and it's not even on digital. You know, and I hate digital. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got the mainstays. So, what else is in store for you this month? I mean, come on. You, you've got to have some, like, hidden gem horror movies that, like, most people don't have no idea about. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, this one isn't isn't a, a secret, but um, I am putting out a, a, a an acoustic single under my name, uh, about Midsommar. That's my, my new favorite classic. But gosh, talk about hidden gems. Um, now now that you're asking me, I'm not... I mean, I love the original Wicker Man. Um, and that's that's one of my favorites, the 1970s. That, that was disturbing, yeah. Yeah. Anything, any sort of like um, folk horror type stuff, um, I'm really, really into that. That's kind of like my bread and butter when it comes to horror movies. I like Isolated Islands. Um, and I like folk horror. And if you put those two together, uh, then it's something super special. So have you ever seen Carnival of Souls? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you've got to see that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm telling mom. I know. I know. Okay. So that'll be my, that'll be my Halloween go-to. I'll, I'll definitely well, do spoilers. that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's over the top, but it's. Right, Elmer? It's creepy. There's some creepy. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. Like, it's one of those. It's like terror. Like, that one right there, you have to watch at least once every season. Okay. I mean, it just. I think we've kind like of turned this into our pre, one of our pre-Halloween shows, where the direction we're going. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. We'll get to where we're going, folks. Everybody just. just <laughs> sit down, shut up, and eat some popcorn. Have you, Damn. Have, <laughs> right, right. Have you ever seen um, any of the Dr. Phoebes? Um, oh, yes. Dr. Phoebe's surprised. Oh, those are excellent. Yeah, those yes. scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I let's see. Um, oh, follow the house of Usher with mm -hmm. uh, oh, god, that was a good one. Um, yeah. So, when we're talking about when you start talking about oh, 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 I know the one, I know the one, I know the okay, Monster Club, um, with Vincent Price, yes, from the 80s, yes, 1980. Two, I think. 81, 81 or 82, something like that. Right. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's a great uh, anthology. Nobody has seen it. And um, it brings me happiness. It's it's one of those, one of those, so anthologies during Halloween. So that one, uh, Mortuary Collection, and of course, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and of course, Trick or Treat. Terror Vision. Don't forget Terror Vision. That's always a good one, too. I, I watched a, we we decided we're going to watch some of the campy ones, too, that came out in the 60s. So oh, we, yeah. I found this one last night we watched called A Vampire Happening. Okay. The Vampire Happening. I think it was done in 66, somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, it is so god-awful that it's it's actually fun to watch. And it's, it's at that, or excuse me, I take that back, not the 60s, probably around 71, 1971. Okay. Great time and, period. Yeah, and it's at that time when they were doing all these, 
you know, Italian zombie and Italian vampire things, but well, we yeah. got to have lots of nudity and we have a yeah. lot of sexual situations, which, Hey, I, I, ain't, I ain't bitching. I'm okay with that. Um, and it was quite interesting. And they had, they had the representation of uh, two gay men on there at the very onset of the thing, which is comical to today's standards because, but then at the time, it was just weird to see it inserted into a movie mm-hmm. and he was a flight attendant and the lady scratched his hand. He's like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And my wife just lost it. She's like, Oh my God, would we be able to do that now in a movie today? I'm like, yeah. it depends on, on what you're doing, but uh, maybe you should check that one out. I think you'll have more of a laugh. And then the ending was, was just like Elmer has said with other movies. It's like, where, where's this going? Why is this right. ending? And st- there was no point other than to have vampires and a bunch of naked women running around. Apparently, I don't. I, I hey, you know, there's stuff. nothing wrong with vampire nudity. You know, no, no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Anne Rice did it. Right. <laughs> yeah, zombie nudity. That's too much. Nobody, nobody wants yeah. to see old rotted boobies. You know, we want to see vampire boobs. Yeah. Right. This okay. Show if got you're going off, to do a, crack, right, real quick, if you're that's, going, if you're going to do sixties campy horror movies check out the undertaker and his friends yep. what i haven't yep. heard about that's a good one too you are on it man that's a good i know one too. all right i've got i've got my halloween playlist coming up i'm excited good pick. hey i told that's you come to me i'm like the godfather of horror <laughs> movies because it, it's I funny mean, it's watching just... italians or or french when they do these you know the that character you're talking about Amr, you know how they try to be quirky and funny and it's just it's awful. It's almost uncomfortable to watch. It's yeah. so bad. But then, then you get a kick out of watching, and you can't stop watching. And the kills in it is just so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. just like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. And they're, like, chopping up people. Yep. <laughs> Keep hacking, even though you don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I could go through, like, the whole plethora of, like, um, decades of horror movies and just keep on going all night. But we ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. It's tempting. Well, with this new but, audience that we got, um, Kim, let's I let's we'll jump into to the music and stuff for a little bit. Um, I know Elmer's taking the lead on this, but I kind of wanted to. And I just had remembered we're on new networks and different things. Tell everybody about uh, the span that you're part of and and why it was created, and uh, maybe a little bit about what you've done and where you're at. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the name of the band is the Two of Nick Cage, and the reason why we named it that is Nicholas Cage actually has already erected his tomb in St. Louis number one cemetery, which is the oldest cemetery in New Orleans. Right. Um, there's a uh, Marie Laveau is actually in the same, I guess probably the most, the other most famous person in that cemetery. Um, and so it's a huge pyramid shaped tomb. And some of the things that we found while we were kind of like investigating it is that um, it's, it could fit actually several people in it, but it's kind of on the same um, ley line as the pyramids near uh, near Giza, Egypt. So I don't know if that has anything to do with where it, why it's there, or and there's very several theories of why he built the tomb, and um, the one of the most popular is that he was going through a lot of um, I guess like hard times and debt and stuff. And a voodoo priest just told him that he, the only way he could get rid of his problems was to erect this tomb in St. Louis number one. Now, I don't know if I if I believe that or not, but it's a really good story. And um, I don't know if you guys know, but he also did own the LaLaurie Mansion for a little bit in New Orleans. 
Uh, he's got a lot yeah. of history. He donated a two-headed snake to the Audubon Zoo down here. So he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of history with the city, and we just love him as an actor. And um, so we thought, well, what a fun concept that we you know we want to do a horror rock band, and um, what a, just a fun concept that we tie it into something that's actually uh, kind of spooky in New Orleans. Now it wasn't cool. like a few, so that's well, a few years ago. Like, didn't he like got caught like bringing a chick out of the tomb for some reason? Uh no, I haven't heard that story. Yeah, like good- from what I from what I heard, like they saw her, like him leaving with a like a woman out of the tomb, and it's just like now I know Nick Nicholas Cage has done like a lot of odd movies and stuff, but the one that always caught my attention was one that he was very popular, and that was Ghost Rider, and yeah. he studied a lot of the occult in that. I mean, like mm-hmm. you would you he would like talk about it a little bit but he wouldn't go into detail and he would talk like he studied on demonology and you know possession and all that stuff before he actually took the role which you know made it a little bit creepier i just wish he would have not made the second one that really was awful but you know the first one was amazing like we won't talk about the second one like i said it was awful but the first one was very amazing but you know he he has a very odd you know connection with the occult that most people don't even realize i mean if you look at what was it kiss it no was it that vampire movie he did in the 80s what was that oh, called? oh it was vampire's kiss okay because there was a hammer film called kiss of the vampire and then i couldn't remember if it was that one or if it was vampire kiss i couldn't remember which one but you know that one right there i mean if you watch that you could just tell that there was something not right with him, even though he gave us one of the best horror movies ever, Willy's Wonderland. Oh, oh Willy's Wonderland. Is, is interesting too, because, you know, um, I do a lot of cemetery research up here, but I've seen it all across the country and the world. There was a, you know, a set time where you come up here, there's tons of tombs up here uh, in Grand Rapids, uh, outskirts of Kalamazoo where people with money who were into the Egypt Egyptian mythology and the religion and stuff that were, were behind this, you know, Osiris, Isis, book of the dead. I, we could go on a whole show about this stuff. And uh, they have tombs that are, that are uh, pyramids uh, much like what he's done. Yeah. And if he's interested in that, I mean, he, I think he's kind of on a, 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 an interesting path because long before Christianity showed up, which is, I consider this kind of a paranormal area uh you know a lot of the things were involved you know christianity begged borrowed and stole from a lot of other things that were already you know happening and in tune with people's belief systems and their religions you know sun and set and again we could go on a whole nother show uh being the son of god so on and so forth but also uh, i me being a mason i can tell you that the uh, pyramid is also a very interesting pick uh, for a lot of people who put together tombs and grave sites uh, because mm-hmm. we have a mystical connection to that as well as Masons, you know, in Blue Lodge. And we're pretty transparent. You know, there's, I don't think people realize how many different versions of Masons there are. Cause like many mm-hmm. things out there, there are good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Blue Lodge being, you know, the oldest that I'm part of, uh, can, which we can trace our roots all the way back to King Solomon. 
uh, that wow. far back. So, you know, this is what we, you know, we, we look into and we don't take atheists, which doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's religion. I mean, I'm getting off track here, but I find that that pick, you know, having a pyramid for your tomb, pretty interesting. Um, there's so much, like you said, ley lines and so much that we're in tune with too, that we talk about and a lot of the things that we're interested in. Um, and I'm not an alien and I'm not, we're not taking over the world. So just want to make that clear. She's totally an That's alien. That's exactly what an alien taking over the world would say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. You know, that's just that's just hiding that's in plain the reason sight. why we hadn't did a show for a month. Right. Damn it, I should have known better. You dang pod people, I swear. <laughs> hiding in plain sight. I think we've written another movie. Well, that's <laughs> that's why the name of our first album is The Pharaoh of New Orleans. Oh yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Very cool. Now, and now I, he's, you know, I think you mentioned know, you. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't know if um, other people have noticed, but some of his latter films, uh, pyramids show up uh, a lot. So it's something that we really haven't gone into yet. But um, you'll see things in Mandy, uh, Color Out of Space. Uh, mm-hmm. A pyramid shows up in, um, was it Army of One? I believe was the name of the yeah, film. I think so. Yep. I think so. Yep. So uh, if you look carefully through some of the later films, uh, there's pyramids that show up, and I'm I I wonder if that's accidental or that's that's intentional. Yeah, and teaches own. Man, you know, teaches you know own. That. You know, whatever. That's I think it's cool. Whatever. Whatever. There's a you know one movie there, after it happened like the third time, and I I spotted one. I kind of stood up out of my seat. The third time I noticed it, and I was like, "This is this is too weird." So, but again, another reason to uh, to love and be fascinated with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So yeah, very yeah, interesting. You mentioned before in the past, and uh, he's aware of you guys, and has you have you met him one on one? Has he actually listened to you know the stuff that you guys do? I don't know. Uh, there was somebody that was working with him on set that wore our t-shirt while he was working with them. And, and Nicholas Cage said something about it. So that's how we know that, that he knows about us. Oh. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've heard through this person that, that he has heard the music. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, and I don't know if he enjoys it, but as far as like, you know, we respect him so much that I wouldn't actively seek out contacting him or meeting up with him or anything like that. Like, I don't want to be a creep. Like we want to offer our art out there and uh, respectfully and not be like creepy, intrusive people. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get that. I really do. <laughs> there is a reverence there. Like I said, he's he's our pharaoh of New Orleans. So we are mere peons. Now he's, that are, that are he's, musically doing inclined. he's musically inclined too, though, isn't he? I'm pretty sure I've seen him. He sings. Dabble. He's singing um, Wild at Heart. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a good voice, yeah. and his son is a uh, is a heavy metal musician, I believe. See, you just need the right person like Elmer or myself to get in touch with him to not be the creepy guy, person, <laughs> and say, you know, I be the hey, look, look, I get paid to be the creepy guy. Yeah, we have, yeah, well, I do it for free, but you know, we're just like, hey, man, I think it'd be cool if you showed up at one of their shows and just unannounced. And how cool would that be? Oh, you know? I'd crap my pants. I don't know. Right on stage? Or now, see, that's the price of admission, uh-huh. folks. Or just somebody <laughs> put him in the trunk of their Jeep and just drove to New Orleans with him don't, in it. And was like, oh, look. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Cousin Eddie where I'm going to go kidnap the boss and 
No. You're not, no, but I might be. Yeah, you creepy, might be. Creepy redneck from West Virginia might do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too funny. That's right. Um, I know I know. during our first break here, we're going to take a quick break, everybody. Uh, you're listening to I Want to Believe Radio, and you are going to hear some Tomb of Nick Cage music on this program, and you're going to hear it uh, in further insertions, if you will. Whoa, we got a little weird there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and other parts of our programs, uh, everybody stay tuned with us right here on the, the Unrestricted Paranormal Show. Uh, also, here at uh, Sunday night at 9 p.m., but you're at uh, I Want to Believe Radio. And please go over and download unrestrictedradio.com. Download the app, would you please, and tell your friends. Because you can get anything from, you know, uh, Tomb of Nick Cage. Uh, I'm talking punk rock slash metal. Whatever it is that you're, you know, grind. All the stuff that's still out there and it's going strong. Uh, I've heard it all played. I've heard classical on this network. I've heard people like me who insert big band. You know, I might pick a song title, folks. It'll be big band. And then two songs later, it's Johnny Cash. Then I go back to, you know, run DMC. You, you just never know. My, my, my tastes are everywhere. Um, so, this is not R. Kelly. We don't do R. Kelly. No, we do not do R. Kelly. Uh, but a lot of guys in prison might be here pretty soon. So, um, anyway, on that note. I don't see nothing great. wrong with it. <laughs> we'll be back for more right after this. Happy Halloween from the tomb of Nick Cage. But it's about your sister. Your sister is a werewolf, and she has the moon. Your sister is a werewolf, she'll be coming soon. Your sister is a werewolf, and she has the moon. Your sister is a werewolf, she'll be coming soon. The moon is up, it's a moon full. I said, don't go, you probably 
listening to Unrestricted Paranormal right here at www.unrestrictedparanormal.com. Thanks for not going anywhere, uh, as we didn't. We sat right here and looked at each other in our studios and living rooms, and, of course, one of us who does everything in his car. Uh, we're back with I Want to Believe Radio uh, with Dan Hallright and Elmer Boster. Um, got a great guest. Can I ask a question? 
Yes, ma'am. Elmer, Elmer, you. I thought you were gonna broadcast from some spooky location. To I thought you were in somewhere. I keep looking over your shoulder over here, over here, thinking I see something popping up behind your shoulder over there. This is how I was going to, but I, I didn't get a chance to. I mean, I had to work today, and I just didn't get a chance to go down there. But that that we'll reveal that secret at a later date. <laughs> I, I think what we should do is invite Kim to, you know, when you do that, we decide to put that show together. She comes back on as yeah. a co-host with that show. And you come on and co-host with us anytime you want. Oh, anytime you guys want me to, I'll be oh, here. We'd love that. I, I would love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I might like it a little, you know, just, just oh, whatever. <laughs> just a little. Just a touch. No, just not our Kelly touch. We just won't talk about that. <laughs> so, you guys have this this band, and and how long you guys been together? Um, let's see. Wow. Okay, so it's been about six or seven years now, and about five or six with the current lineup. Wow, and it's a well, paranormal. And, and is it safe to say it's like a well? I say horror. It's a horror paranormal crypto it's just influenced by all that correct yeah we do we do everything we um definitely mine from um louisiana legends and lore again shocking that more bands don't do that here because it lends itself and the store is just never ending i guess the veil is so thin here that there's just so many stories to talk about and um definitely cryptos but all that happens here we have ufology stories we have uh, cryptozoology conspiracies um just everything it's uh and and we're we're kind of like and and we kind of do like a tongue-in-cheek kind of send-up of all that stuff what we believe and what we don't believe is varied across all the members of the band everybody believes in different levels um but uh we we try to mine from all that that, i can understand that yeah and having different thoughts for sure now and and as you said you you guys are in an area where there there just seems to be so much of it is rich Mm -hmm. with history because you're talking very very early early uh you know neolithic and native american and early settlements you know in the 1600s on up till now let alone being surrounded by water and other yes. elements that we all know in the paranormal are very conducive to paranormal activity uh, across a broad spectrum. Um, what I'm really interested in, too, you know, you guys having that little bit of an influence. I would love, uh, being that you're in that area, to maybe I can talk you guys into do it. I don't, I don't know if it costs you money to get the rights to do the cover uh, of this mm-hmm. song. But Tim Horton, you know, uh, not Tim Horton. That's a, that's a donut shop, folks. Um <laughs> Look, I'll do um, the Tim Horton. You're right. I was thinking of uh, the uh, musical artist uh, Horton. I'm forgetting his first name all of a sudden. Um, did he, and he did a he did a song about the War of 1812. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard it. And I, you guys could put such a spin on that. I think I would love to hear you guys do a version. You know, of 1814, we took a little trip along with yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the mighty Mississippi. Yeah. I would love to hear yeah. you guys do. I, actually, you know what? I've, um, I was in a ska band and we thought about covering that one. And, uh, and, and, and it always crosses my mind because it definitely would, that song definitely, uh, I think it was, uh, the battle of new Orleans might be the name right, of the song. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that it definitely would, um, lend itself to, to heavy metal for sure. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I just want it's, to throw that in there. Huh? 
If you're doing covers, you got to cover the song, the creepy song they played in Skeleton Key 2. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember the song. I'll have to look it up. Oh, it's oh, you're gonna have to look it up. Like they, it was like more like a chant, but you got to do like a like a little cover of that. Well, like I said, we we do pick weird stuff out of movies. So we've done the um, we did the uh, jingle from uh, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, the Silver Shamrock song. Oh yeah, yeah. So we did cover that. So that was kind of it's that's something I've always wanted to do. So that band made that a reality because I was like, there's never been a metal band or a punk band that's ever covered in fact i don't know that anybody's ever covered this so uh so that we did that and there's a few other little surprises hopefully that we're gonna throw at people soon so but yeah but, um I, I that's i'm gonna look, i'm gonna look that up elmer <laughs> and, and see, again, see, this is what happens when you you talk to me i come up with different ideas for you all left dude, field you've had a clue <laughs> of good stuff tonight i don't know what you're drinking or you're on but send you're me, on send me all that stuff Send me all that messenger. Yeah, she's um, gonna hate me after she said that. <laughs> oh, I would venture to say this: that um, again, going through some of your stuff yesterday and today, because I wanted to refresh, um, and I had some things there that you left with us last time. Again, putting them in playlist and going to use them again with permission. Um, mm -hmm. I watched Heavy Metal Two, which I was very let down on. Yeah. Uh, kind of cool to hear Billy Idol do a part, you know, uh, but you know, I was looking for kind of that music like they did with the first one years ago and it just yeah. was not there. And listening to your stuff today, I thought they should have contacted them and had them do at least three or four songs in here and it would have fit this stuff perfectly. Oh, you well, thank you. I mean that. I mean that. And it, 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 you've shaken your head that you've seen it. So you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. I was really, really let down, right? Yeah. The music just was not there. No. I, I hate to admit to this, but I have not seen the second one. I've only seen the first one. I did not even know the second one was around. <laughs> Julie Strain is amazing. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, I, I think she's amazing. And, and that's, you know, a lot of it, what it was modeled on. But, uh, I don't know, man. It just missed so many different marks along the way. Uh, having major names like Michael Ironside and other people involved, and in it just didn't hit the mark. But uh, so, have you yourself? Well, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask because we have new audience members uh, getting to know you. Have you yourself gone out and done paranormal investigating, and to what end? And to uh, I guess how deep are you involved in it? Um, I don't do a whole lot of paranormal uh, investigation. I do go to, I love going to haunted sites, but I'll be honest, I am one of the people in my band that believes very, I, I actually am a believer. And, uh, and, and so I, um, I don't think, I, I think that I don't want to actually see anything. I think that that's my thing. Like I've kind of closed myself off to it because I do believe strongly. Does that make a whole lot of sense? I've so seen a few you things want, in my life. Yeah. That are unexplainable, but um, uh, but I don't, and I do, like I said, I do go to haunted sites, but I don't actively do like EMPs and and things like that. Or um, and and the scariest thing in the world to me is um, is EVPs. <laughs> I'm so scared of EVPs. Really? I, was, okay. I, I just, I you know, so I um, I don't really actively do paranormal research, even though I do like. I do like uh, haunted sites. I like going with other people. I like seeing them do it. <laughs> I understand that. I do get that. There's there's a lot of folks who, you know, 
are somewhat interested in this, you know, uh, like you are, they have a great interest. They're okay with hearing stuff. Now you're kind of on the other end where you don't want to hear too much of the, you know, the EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon for anybody who's coming to the show new. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of people who are cool with that, but they do not want to see anything like walking towards them, walking in the room, uh, walking across the cornfield. They just, they're not having it. And they've told well, me that, if that right. happens, then I'm going to see just a blur of them going past me, and they will meet me at the car, kind of. Thing. And and I think you can, I think you can, you can feel it. You can feel it. I think you can feel like uh, when I was in St. Augustine, the whole time I was there, particularly in the older top parts of town, I felt um, very uncomfortable, and it was the same kind of feeling that I have when I'm in the older parts of New Orleans. I feel the same way. It's it's a sense of um, sense of of some things slipping through maybe so I, I even though i haven't really seen anything conclusive although i i do have a theory that uh i i'll explain things away to protect myself so i've seen it like i said i've seen a few things that i can't be explained but i've told myself that um that you know eh, there's a there's a reasonable explanation for that and i think that most people do that because i think it's it's what our scientific minds want to uh, want to believe. They want to be an explanation for everything. Nope. That's understandable. Uh, a yeah. lot of folks will say that. I mean, they have a great interest in this, but they're just not, you know, I think, I don't want to say this in a derogatory way. They're just not, they don't have the makeup and they're not built to be like the paranormal mm-hmm. investigator. They have no. a great interest and they are a follower and uh, people like you make it great for us because you follow what we do and oh, you yeah. give us feedback, you share stories. And we love that because we're wanting to share this stuff with you. Um, I'm going to play something for you that people are going to hear because I know you're not real cool in the EVP section. Can, you, I'll, I'll be fine. Unless something jumps out behind Elmer and then and then I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look like the Twilight Zone movie. You know, it's the midnight special. The next thing you know, Dan Aykroyd's going to turn into, you know, like some demonic oh, yeah, monster yeah, thing. Something really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Let me clarify. It's not that maybe I don't want to see anything. I don't want anything to see me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that. But they, but they can see you. <laughs> I know. My son, I know. My son doesn't want to go out because he's like, because I can't shoot it. And I'm like, Paul, they're already dead. I don't know where you're going with this, but okay. Um, this is from a house, Kim, uh, here in Kalamazoo. And a lot of the audience this is going to be maybe their first time hearing this off of our, our site. Um, and again, you can go listen to this on our, our evidence page, folks, over at unrestrictedparanormal.com. And um, Bob Penny and I were working this house, and we were doing a yeah. Hackbox EVP session. And I was asking, what is your name? Because... We kept hearing somebody say their name, but almost at a whisper. And what a Hackbox is and Ghostbox is, folks, is a Radio Shack AM FM uh, radio, which we clip the diode inside. So now it won't just lock on AM or FM stations. It scans through every open frequency. And we, we get most of our hits on AM. It's been used for years. They have new versions of it. I stick with this one. And I'm going to play this and, and, and let you hear this. If I can get my phone to operate right here. What's your name? I 
Why does this remind me of a Mushroom Head song? What's your name? Oh, God. So... Look, look, I can I could get a hold of the guys from Mushroom Head, and they will use that. They will pay you to use that, because that would be like the next part of a song. I swear to God, it would be like awesome. Well, <laughs> as, as you know, Bob's, Bob Penny's been doing this since 92, way longer than me, and not much shakes me up, just period. Uh, I've been shot at. I won't go through the whole gambit of things that I've been involved in over my years. Um, but we shared a look. So I asked, what's your name? And we hear all these voices screaming at us from this device. And we shot a look to each other and we looked at the front door and looked at each other again. And when you hear me saying it gave me the chills and it was screaming, I mean, when we left that, that morning, we, I asked him very bluntly, what was your thought when you looked at me and looked at the door? And he's like, I thought about going outside and getting in the car and leaving dude, because he's never heard that before either. Neither have I. And then when I asked the second time, the guy yelled at us very loudly, which you can hear. And it's not God. He says, John, if you if you have headphones on and you listen to it very clearly, he's yelling John at us. And uh, what and do you think of that? that you're asking or I, I don't know. But like the second one seemed absolutely terrifying. Like it was clear as day. Oh, yeah. He was pretty upset uh, that we, we yeah. kept asking. And I, yeah. I think some of them get like that sometimes, too, you know, when we do this work. Uh, where they're just frustrated. And I always try to tell them during a process that I'm sorry I'm asking a lot of strange things and I'm asking you to do stupid dead people tricks, but that's not mm-hmm. my goal. I'm, I'm just, it's the only way I can communicate, you know, right. from this side. Um, so that's the kind of stuff uh, that, I mean, have, I mean, what would you do if I offered up some things that maybe you guys could use in a song? I have uh, stuff that's Native American. I have a lot of thousands i have thousands of these and some of them are very clear i got one that says it's no place to play and i hate it uh, oh gosh yeah yeah, yeah from that's an fantastic from an old college yeah, yeah. i mean it, it'll give me the heebie-jeebies every time i hear it but uh but yeah that's that's amazing well, we, do, we do do a lot of samples and stuff too so that'd be fantastic i, I offered that up because i'm based on elmer's idea there for a second but you remember though i don't know if you do or not the old urban legend i'm going to date myself folks uh, Love Roller Coaster song. Uh, yes. It was on a 45. And no. there's a lady screaming what? in there who I don't, they, they've looked into this and they, they did say that there was a recorded murder going on in the same building near the studio. And they think they picked up this now, lady's see, scream. You, you've heard well, that, right? See, I always heard, see, what I always heard was, so it was across town that the woman was being killed while they was recording that song. And somehow it showed up on their, yeah. Kind of like yeah. what you were alluding to earlier, Kim, you know, with the whip yeah. on your song. Yeah. And it's clear. If you go back and you listen to that, the Rougarou, it's it's clear as day. And 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 the only thing that, that is odd to me is that it's in time with the song. So it's, it's you know, it's right on the money. It's not out of, out of it's not out of time. I'm writing it down and you guys are obviously going to hear that on the program. So, um, you know, you may, may hear it at our break uh, with some other stuff, but you know, I, 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 like I said, I would be happy, you know, if you guys ever thought of using yeah. it, I mean, it's been used in a movie, uh, this really horrible movie that I was in, uh, was talked into acting in it's called garden <laughs> Island paranormal activity. 
It is out there, folks. It's also been bought and rebranded. So there's several, yeah, several different titles as Elmer's doing this. Nobody could see this but us, folks. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, was, it, it truly, was on. It was on NXXT, right? Yeah, and it's on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> so where I'm going with this is. I recorded what I believe to be Ojibwa or Potawatomi, mainly Ojibwa, because that's what that's who's buried on this island. Um, Why were they were there filming a movie? And I gave him permission to use it at the beginning of the movie. Um, I was a little reluctant because having that in my family, I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I thought mm-hmm. I, I want this shared, even if it's in that form, uh, which he states on there that these this is actual you know stuff being used. Um, I don't know. I just. I guess where I'm going, and you, I think maybe you've answered, uh, just have you guys ever really given serious thought to using something like that as a sample, or is that too weird for you? No, there's, okay, so number one, there's nothing too weird for us, but uh, but we do, we do use a lot of samples of weird things. Again, in the beginning of Rougarou, um, my three dogs were barking, and so we used that, and my husband had it on his on his cell phone, and uh, so we put that in the song, and then we had another guy that just went out in the middle of the woods and uh, recorded some, um, you know, bugs and cicadas and whatnot and frogs chirping, oh, yeah. and we used that. We've used organic rain sounds. We, we've used all kinds of stuff. We've reversed things. So uh, we use we use all kinds of weird sound effects all the time. I love that. I think that that enhances the experience. That's cool to okay, hear you say I, I got to I got to help you out though. Whenever there's a paranormal event going on at that time, you will not hear any animals or any bugs or anything. It is like a dead silence. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm, okay. I'm going to have to agree with, with you on that. Cause garden Island Elmer that happened, uh, that we had a flock of ravens, not, you know, not just crows, huge ravens that were, I mean, it was so deafening and they were following me up the trail back and forth. And I had a, a, person with me somebody that elmer knows we won't go there um and they were they were there to take pictures and record and and just to be you know there um and i entered the cemetery and and you know said some things in ojibwa you know nadishna disna kaz danny and dodem holroyd which is my name is dan and my my dodem my my you know my home is that of holroyd and uh soon she said soon as and i noticed it too as soon as i entered the cemetery passed their welcome sign. Um, all the birds stopped, all the bugs stopped, everything stopped. I mean, the wind stopped. I'm looking up at a sunny day. I can, I look back at the trail where she's standing and there's trees blowing, but I'm like, he's right. I'm like in a dead zone, virtually like enclosed in this bubble. And that's the first time that's ever happened to me. And it just totally freaked me out. Uh, but I continued to ask questions. That's where I got those EVPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I stepped back out, all came back, and uh, Elmer's right. It's it was just the weirdest thing, and I've since now tried to make Elmer like you you said. I've tried to make notice of that when we're doing some things, and I've noticed that even outside noise or things within the house or the room that I'm in, even rush of air, because you can hear movement of air depending on how quiet a room is. Uh, if everything just becomes still and there's nothing, I pretty much assume I'm gathering something on my digital. Um, we have equipment now, uh, Kim, that uh, my guy Shane Feek builds. And so we can almost monitor when things are touching or talking or moving and we have no clue anything's going on. But uh, 
But you guys, in actuality, you know, a lot of Bigfoot sightings. There's not. There's it's this dead silence. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you one instance that I've actually experienced out Point Pleasant. I was given a tour out there, and it was so funny because it was like on a Sunday. It was like maybe 20 people with us, and we was out there, and they said they had seen two people leave the tour. And we was about ready to leave because I didn't have nobody else to help me that day. So I was like, well, oh, crap, I'm going to have to go find these two people. Well, I go out to look for these two people. And like the igloos, there's like, almost 50 to 100 igloos out there so i'm past the first one i'm at the second one and it just goes dead silent and i'm like and you know that's the first thing like in my mind is like what's about to happen and i kid you not i wish i would have had it on recording but i didn't at the time because i didn't think of it is i heard somebody start calling my name and i was like the only thing cop popped in my head is Pennywise jumps out of this pond. I am the <laughs> F out of here. Like nobody's business. Like I, like if he gets in front of me, he's going to get a paranormal ass whooping. Like he's never had before. All right. So I heard him say my name twice. Second time. I didn't really run because I didn't want it to, you know, hightail it with me. So I just kind of like jauntily, you know, got back on the bus and I said, well, if they're, out there then good luck for them because we left like they didn't really like people on the bus you could hear you know stuff around the bus but whenever i was out in the igloo area it was death i mean it was just like nothing like you heard nothing you know like this is a heavily wooded area and there's nothing going on so no water being moved by the pond no wind being blown no, nothing. So I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what it was. So, so, so if it was saying like, my name, what is it? Oh, no, I was going to say, so nothing like that, Kim, has happened to you when you've been out researching or checking out places? Um, I got to tell you, I do I do hear my name every once in a while, and oh. that sounds crazy to me. But, yeah, it's like I'll be alone, and I'll hear it. I'll be dead quiet. And, uh, you know, you know, and and – Names have a lot of power too. You don't really want anything calling your name <laughs> if you can help no. it. So, no, it's uh, going to be a ghost. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's another thing too. Like you know, I just uh, so again, I'm like, mm, I'm just gonna, I'm just ignoring that. That's not really happening. So mm. I can't say that nothing. Happened, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing I try happening. to, I try to ignore it at that point. Um, and I do find that that is something that um, you know, you said you heard your name several times. I. I don't really, uh, I don't really have a persistence of activity for a while. So if I hear something or I experience something, it's very fleeting. So uh, you know, it's easier to say, well, that's that's your imagination playing tricks on you. And and, and that's okay. That's like I said, that's a defense system for a lot of people who are unsure. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I I think a lot of uh, you know you women are incredible creatures because. You're the best paranormal, I think, paranormal tools that we have when you're involved in groups. Your intuition is bar none. You know, a mom or a female's intuition, it, that's exactly what it is. I think women were born with this gift. And uh, I think, you know, when you're hearing your name and stuff, I've heard that reported from a lot of people. 
you know, sitting, talk, I've talked to police officers who are sitting on duty in their patrol car with radio kind of coming in and out once in a while, uh, traffic noise, and all of a sudden they hear a bang or they hear somebody yell their name uh, and they know it's not outside, it's within the car or in their head and they're just like, what the hell, man, am I going crazy? Yeah. And right. I said, nope, I think some people have had those moments where it could be a family member or somebody who's aware of you and they're, they're communicating. Mm-hmm. And you you have a choice to respond to it or not. And again, if you're feeling unsure and unsafe, then you know you do what you have to do to to you know get through that that situation. How right. many? Uh, what kind? What movies have used your uh, music? Do you have a list of movies that have we could share with the public that they can hear you guys on the soundtracks? Um, we did a couple. Like okay, so it, it's not out yet, but the most recent thing we did was um, for my friend Arvid Christina here in New Orleans. He's got a studio called uh, um, Psychoscope Studios. And he's got a short film coming out called uh, Hypnogogia. And so that's going to be debuted here in New Orleans recently. So that's the latest thing that we've done. We did a theme for him. We did a soundtrack. Um, And let's see. Also, uh, there is a director named Rick Chandler from uh new england boston he's got a company called boston film family and he's used some of our music in his films and also um he's got a new um show uh called deliciously decayed on youtube we did the theme for that and what he does is go to old uh kind of like creepy sites around new england so he does like mental hospitals tunnels uh things like that um, I, I have watched that. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I, guess I, didn't re- I guess I didn't look close enough and realize that's your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. yeah and then, um, uh, let's see. Uh, what, let me, let me think about this real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, we've done a few themes for, um, a podcast called without your head that interviews, uh, people in horror movies, does a lot of indie films and like big actors and directors and stuff like that too. And they're about to branch into a, uh, a new podcast web, web series, um, called, uh, Neil and Annabelle's dinner in a movie. And they're going to start going out to eat and, uh, and and reviewing films there, too. So we've done, like, a lot of stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other things we've done. We were working with somebody that um, unfortunately isn't with us anymore, so the movie's not going to happen. But um, we, did a, we did a song for that, probably put on an album. Have you guys um, looked into doing – because I, I thought you had done this. And again, my my memory, excuse me, is fleeting sometimes, uh, either due to my age or the aneurysm I had a couple of years ago. But um, I thought maybe you guys had done like a live um, performance or something uh, a while back, and you kind of given me a look like, no, probably not. Um, <laughs> have you have you thought of doing something like that where you guys, you know, are performing live like over YouTube or Facebook or something? Cause I, oh, yeah. swore, I, I swore it was you guys that did that. Yeah, we did. We, we've yeah. done stuff. We, um, we did a, we did a comedy show, um, called my four dads out of Austin. We did their Halloween episode live. And then we did uh, a show that I, I love this show. It's going to come back for a third season called escape from the secret lab, 
where it's a it's a horror host meets game show. Yes, that's what I watched. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Fun. Myler Pinkerton from the Consortium of Genius kidnaps a band every week, and we have to play for our lives in a game show. And he's really upping the ante because now you're going to be performing from his lab in space. And you're going to have to not only perform, but you're going to have to play games to survive. So it was a, it was a good idea to do during the pandemic where bands couldn't play live. Yep. And it really kind of like blossomed into a really cool thing. So that's a YouTube uh, slash Twitch slash Facebook live show as well. Very and cool. I hope we, we're definitely going to be back on there. And you're going to see Kim Trails hopefully show up as a host celebrity judge on that show too. Now, do you guys have a, a certain makeup person that does like your makeup for you or do you do all that yourself? I do most of my makeup myself, but um, I my uh, my makeup and hair uh, artist is Samantha Doyle from here in, in New Orleans. Okay. And so when I do videos and professional shoots and stuff like that, then she'll she'll do my hair and makeup for generally for videos, especially. Yeah, because I love yeah. your look, and and I think I've said that when we had you on before. Plus your outfits, you choose some some really eclectic. Uh, Dan, I don't, don't know get all excited. Now you know. No, no I don't want a man coming up here beating me up and whatnot. It's not about that. I no, know, it's about I you looking like her. Because that's weird. That's, that's her look, man. That's her style. And yeah, I but like now that. you're gonna go down there and try to you know mimic her look, new, and then I'm gonna new, have new, to new, like. I'm gonna dress. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be good. She's well, got well, like. Are you two gonna be like twinsies? Is it? No, is man. That it? I can't. Maybe she's gonna be able to explain it, Kim, because you, you know, what I I've seen some of your outfits where it's almost like a mix of like a uh, captain from an anime movie and uh -huh. a little bit of steampunk, and then there's horror. I mean, there's like four or five things that I'm noticing, but I dig it because you you put it together so well. I'm like, I wonder if she picks that stuff herself or somebody else kind of directs you in yeah. that. I do. I put it together. Um, I my my original plan was like a very uh, anti entity from um, from uh, the second. Uh, why am I having a brain fart from Thunderdome? Tina oh, Turner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always said if uh, Tina Turner from um, our anti entity from Thunderdome and uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character from Twelve Monkeys had a child, it would be Kim Trails. So that's what I that's what I'm kind of going for. That, that insane um, kind of like warlord, yeah. But also a friend to the think she's a friend to the people. Kind of, you know. I'm I'm trying to start an uprising, but also slightly insane. So that's kind of what I kind of what I was going for. I'm a big. I'm also influenced by um, Alice Cooper as well a lot. So um, Alice I'm Cooper a lot. Anime, you're right. Yep. Who isn't yep. influenced by Alice Cooper? I mean, I listen to you know. <laughs> I listen to his show up here. Yeah, yeah, he's on up here on the weekends. I dig Alice. It's pretty cool. I'm also the funniest thing that I ever heard is, and I think that somebody was trying to like poke fun at me, but they said that I look like the female M. Bison, and I was like, oh, you know, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and then I went and I and I was like revisited all that the I guess uh all the that character from Street Fighter, and I was like. Yeah, yeah, that outfit does look exactly like M. Bison, so that's okay. Yep, yep. There's no, nothing wrong with M. Bison. I mean, I like that it's character. Not you know? Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I don't know. I always thought you kind of had that look from Hela, too, from Thor. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I always liked that, because I was just like, okay, that's cool. You know, hands down, yeah. like, most of the outf like most of the costumes some of these guys come out with, I'm like, 
Are you serious right now? Like, what was <laughs> Hollywood Undead? That right. was just awful. That was just awful. Like, Slipknot and Mushroom Head should have just, like, got a hold of Guar, went there, and just whooped the hell out of them, and just had her, like, a big festival afterwards. I mean, just, like, with their heads on pikes on the stage. You know what I mean? It's been awesome. Lord. Wow, that got but, dark, Elmer. Right. What? <laughs> like, their heads That's on how we like, roll. <laughs> use their entrails for guitar strings. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever <laughs> works. That? Now, uh, Elmer, are you, do you know about um, Jason and the Krugers from down here? The the band Jason and the Krugers. It sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they, they dug up um, a cow carcass and they bleached the bones out, and somebody made all their instruments out of them. So um, oh, if you go look, awesome. at them, yeah. I always thought they were like paper mache or like they were crafted, and they're like, no, it's actually cow bones. And I was like, that's brutal. That's so that's that's awesome. Like that's that, that ranks up there with Blasco's guitar that had like the dead fish inside of it. Remember uh, that? Uh, <laughs> no, but yuck. <laughs> yeah, like they had like fake blood in it. They like had dead fish inside of it. It was like freaking awesome. Yeah, that oh, is really dark. With their show real quick. Now. <laughs> Why did I have a dream about a guitar with dead fish in it? Oh, I can't imagine. Where that's I like a Tom Waits. Sounds like a Tom Waits song. <laughs> guitar with dead fish in it. I had a dream of a guitar with dead fish in it. <laughs> Why does it sound like a really bad, like beginning of a really crappy, like um, sci-fi movie? I had yeah. a dream once. I had a dream once of a guitar with blood in it, and then so, you know Rob Zombie directed. You know, <laughs> what would be the chances of us trying to get you guys uh, together to? maybe like do a show where you know we could have you guys on camera all of you and you guys perform and we kind of talk to you guys a little bit here and there and maybe do one of those type of deals uh maybe middle of the month probably not maybe not this year because i know you guys probably have a lot going on uh maybe shoot for next year and try to do like a halloween special with you guys would really be would be cool i think that would be really cool and if we schedule it enough time, then, uh, you know, we can test it out. But um, we have a the I'm pretty sure that we could use the uh, Secret Lab Studios to do that. Even better. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and advertise what he's doing, too. It's just, yeah. If anything about this network, that's what it is. They're just trying to network everybody. Don't cost nobody anything. You know, we're just wanting to get everybody's fun and their message and their art. And you guys obviously produce art. Uh, your music is very, you know, uh, it, it's from you. It speaks to everybody. It's artistic. Um, have you performed in Michigan? Have you have you traveled this far north, or you just kind of stay down south? Um, we've been as far as Maine, so we've almost we that was our the furthest we did uh, the International Cryptozoology Conference. Oh, so yeah. we did. We have gone as far as Maine, but we haven't been over to Michigan. But uh, we definitely, I would love to do that. Particularly if, you know, maybe hopefully the world gets back to a little bit of normalcy. Um, then I would I would love to get out there. Now, I don't want to go to Michigan, trust me. Oh, there don't, ain't nothing don't there in Michigan. Me, so I'm going to put that out here on the air. I'm going to throw get you guys an invite. So here's what's happening. So if you guys can make your way up here, I will make sure that you have a place to stay. I will pay for your lodging. I can at least offer that. I'll put you up at a hotel. We even get you fed. And it won't be dead fish in a guitar, okay? We'll we'll feed you regular food. Um, 
we have a thing coming next year in August. It is going to be August twenty uh, second, I believe. Uh, I will confirm with you on that date, but I, I believe it's the twenty second, and we are doing a thing called Ghostorama. Now, Ooh. this is going to be hosted on a haunted location, folks. So, all of you are hearing this too. We're gonna we've already got the web page and the domain and everything uh, you know handled. It's ghostorama.com. Uh, so you know, look for that to be worked as we go along here. We got plenty of time between now and August to yeah. put a lot of things in order. So what's going to happen is I've been part of an event called Frankenfest here, which went over real well. Uh, my partner, Jerry Jodlowski, uh, is a Frankenstein uh, themed uh, just cultural fair around horror, monsters, paranormal, Comic-Con, and that's what we're doing too. But we're calling this one Ghostorama. So we're going to have, you know, Paranormal people there. We're going to have some Comic-Con elements. Uh, my Ghostbusters will be there. We're going to have a car show. So you're going to see the Mach 5 from Speed Racer, an actual Mach 5. Uh, we're hoping to have, you know, a few other movie cars there, like the Scooby-Doo uh, van, like the actual Scooby-Doo, Michigan Scooby-Doo van, um, and, and a few others. I got to keep some surprises, you know, for people. And, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't really think of having, you know, music up there because, jerry's dj in the past uh, kim so mm -hmm. you guys would be perfect this would be a perfect fit this is uh, a haunted location folks this is the van buren poorhouse county museum and it was a poorhouse work farm from the early 1800s all the way to the uh, up to i believe probably wait a minute hold on did you say did you say poor, poor house poor. or poorer house? Where your mind's going it's the poor house with a p Oh, um, poor house. Okay, so my house, house got you. Um, it had suffered a fire. Uh, Twelve people had died in the fire, women and children. Uh, they, we, they rebuilt. It used to house the original Van Buren County Hospital on the grounds as well. Uh, I've worked it for quite a few years. It is a, you're going to love it. It's an extremely haunted museum. It is a museum that is based on voluntary means. Everybody there uh, who's on the board, you know, they volunteer. Uh, this museum is better than most museums I've seen in cities. Uh, every room in the house is dedicated to a theme. Uh, you have everything from, you know, early 1800s. Uh, they have the oldest Native American artifact in the world. Wow. They have that claim in the world. A pair of moccasins inside that museum. It's a pair of moccasins that were donated by the local Potawatomi tribe um, and by the beadwork. And it's been assessed by... Um, you know, the, let's just say the people in the Washington area, because I'm not big fans of them anymore. Smithsonian. Okay, folks, that's what I'm yeah. saying. They've assessed this. They want it. And, uh, the museum told them, no, you're not getting your hands on it. You cannot have it. Uh, but, uh, needless to say, get back around to this. We'd love to have you guys up here if you can make oh. your way up. So August 22nd, uh, 2022, it's in Hartford, Michigan, uh, it wouldn't be too much for you guys to come up, uh, possibly. And uh, if you can make it and we can talk at a, you know, a little later on and yes. do some confirming, we'll set you guys up uh, with some, like I said, a place to stay. Uh, I'd love to have you as my special music guest up here and we'll take good care of you. And it would, it would be a riot because, you know, we're looking to have, you know, maybe a thousand or more people probably That's show up. Awesome. This thing. We're hoping more because giving that stretch of time, folks, you have time to plan 
and you know what's going to be there. There are going to be vendors there that are going to have metaphysical goods. There are going to be artists there that you can get anything from stained glass vaginas. I am not kidding, okay? Uh, we have a lady that does these things. Um, you have uh, classic universal horror art, including T-shirts, ceramic. You have a snake and lizard rescue that's a big part. We also have the lovely ladies that do the high wire uh, act that do, you know, with the hanging on the ropes and the red velvet and all that stuff. And yeah. they're fantastic. Uh, you're going to have the Michigan Beetlejuice there. You're going to have the Great Lakes Ghostbuster Coalition. You're going to have the Frankenfest people there doing their Frankenstein's monster deal. Um, and I will be giving a lecture on some paranormal, including, nice. including that house. And, uh, it would top it if, uh, again, I'm, I'm begging. I, it would top yeah. it if you guys could make that trip. I would be an Elmer. Make time for that. I will also put you up. If you can come up here, we can do a show live at the event, and I can have you guys up here as my my special guests. I would love that. Is okay, West Virginia on the way? Yeah, uh, <laughs> It might be if she swings over and gets you and, cut and shoots north. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, she could. I, I guess the only bad thing is you got to go through Kentucky. Ugh. <laughs> you know what, though? We played in Kentucky, and the bar that had us, I don't think it's open anymore, had a whole Nicolas Cage-themed cocktail list that they had developed for our performance. So okay. I can't say anything bad about Kentucky. That I and my mama, my mom is from Paducah. So, um, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I've actually been through there. How funny. Yeah, so I can't say anything bad about Kentucky. I worked in there. I worked in Paducah before. <laughs> you know, I, I only had a bad interaction out of Louisville. So. Oh, yeah. Louisville. And I said it correctly. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Um, no, it's it's that would be a wonderful thing, and I didn't mean to get so long winded, folks. And uh, but you like no, well, that's ex I'm excited now. I'm going to start driving up there now. Come on, Elmer, I'm going to come get you. Yeah, All right, sounds like a plan. Um, when you get a chance, everybody look it up, and uh, we'll move on with the show a little bit here. Uh, but look it up. It's the Van Buren Poor House County Museum in Hartford, Michigan. And uh, you can see some pictures, and uh, you may even see some of the stuff that we've done there. But uh, it's I'm telling you, it is a, a, an amazing place. I was just there last Friday with Shane Feek. Elmer knows Shane. Uh, we were just there investigating, and man, we are never let down. I mean, first time this happened to me, Kim, uh, two weekends ago, we were there too, and we were investigating, and we're sitting in the jail cell upstairs, and five of us are in the room, and we hear a woman singing across the hall. <sighs> All of us heard it, and there's we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean... We all heard it. That's a first for me to hear that, you know, physically out loud with a group of people. I've heard things by myself, but right. it was it was amazing. So I would love to have the tomb of Nick Cage up there. That would just be awesome. Yes. So Dan, yeah. so Dan, you just gave me an idea for the sequel to Plaster Caster. Oh no. I mean, with the vagina lady, you know. <laughs> okay. Is it what's it going to be called? I don't know yet, but it's going to be epic. What, like, what are you going to call it? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to have to get a hold of Gene Simmons because, you know, I can't. Tim's got a very like, uncomfortable on look him. on her face like, where's this going? <laughs> uh, please tell me you know what Plaster Caster really is yep. about, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. 
<laughs> so if we had any family footing on this show, it's gone now at this point. <laughs> Look, you're the one that just came out and said that she made those, okay? <laughs> well, I have to because some people, you know, when we advertised the Frankenfest, uh, they made some comment because, you know, there's a few shots of some of the vendors that are there. And uh, I know some people asked Jerry some questions, and then my wife saw a picture, and she's like, is that a uh, – is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it is. I, I don't know why you'd want a stained glass one in your house, but you know what? People are into It's a beautiful thing. Trust me. I love them. I, I have no problem. He but, has 10 of them. But I'm not, but I'm not going to hang them in my windows. You know, I just. Uh, no, they're behind them. You just can't see them. Yeah, they're hidden. I got them in a special place. I actually have a friend of mine and, to, and another local punk band that used to do stained glass. So I'm going to, I'm going to send him a link to that. So oh, I'm sure man. Yeah, it. you'll find it. I forget the name of the people. And, and it wasn't just that, but I mean, she did some right. interesting things. And I thought, you know, I went to art school and I had ladies who did, and they were ladies. I mean, obviously if the guy does it, it's the Creepville thing. But, you know, I had ladies who would produce that in ceramic and porcelain. And I'm just thinking, okay, do your thing. Do your well, thing. I mean, Georgia O'Keefe made it a whole, is one of the biggest painters of all time. And she made a whole career out of it. So. Correct. You are, I, you, man, you amaze me every time I talk to you. It's not that I didn't think that you had, that you were into all this stuff and that, you know, that you were. I'm, I'm a font of useless knowledge. I, I, I kept going back to college because I didn't want to get a real job. And lo and behold, I never got a real job. So, uh, there you go. I ran out of money for college after a while. And I was like, well, now, you know. So now I still I still work in coffee, but that I love it. So, but folks, you know I I heard that same thing from my friend Charlie Munch, who's been doing. He was a teacher. He retired. And we had his retirement party here, Kim, and he said the same thing. He's like, you know, really, my full time job wasn't my teaching thing. It was my music, and mm-hmm. you know, now here I am at you know sixty seven, and it's now it's starting to pay off. And so yeah. now <laughs> retiring, I, I'm making more money now with the music gig than I was teaching which i which but he's the same feeling he's just like i just didn't want to get a regular job and then when i hit yeah. about 35 i said well i guess i could teach yeah yeah everybody yeah. suggests that to me but i'm not ready for that <laughs> <laughs> right right nothing wrong with that at all so yeah. we talked a little bit about the music and you've you've shared with us you know some of your thoughts and and you've also shared about you know some of the movies that have used your your music What's ahead for for you guys in the band? I mean, is there anything new on the horizon? Uh, any changes? Um, no, we're actually we're gonna get back together. It's been a while, but uh, um, we're gonna start recording singles and videos. And actually, there's an uh, Irish and um, world musician here named Beth Patterson, and we've worked with her before, and we're gonna work with her again. We have a uh, we have another single that we actually wrote for a. Um, uh, an anthology of short stories, and it's a uh, it's about a, a, a spectral place um, called Whiskey Pete's, and so we've written a, a song all about that. So I think that you'll I think that you'll like it. We're gonna do a video, so it's a very kind of like ominous um, place that we've written a song about. So and and we I, I love working with Beth because it's like we do punk and metal. And she kind of does world and Irish musician and folk music. And it was just like a match made in heaven. So, um, and we, so to that point, we're going to start doing singles with a bunch of different um, musical artists from all different genres. 
and uh, start releasing that because we want to show people that, you know, we don't just do punk. We don't just do metal. We That's do a cool. little bit of everything. That's cool. I like to hear that artists are willing to step out and do, you know, other things other than the yeah. main thing that they do. Um, and, and that's why I was trying to direct uh, you to uh, Unrestricted Radio, being that Stacy Lee is a huge punk fan. Nice. Um, and like I said, I knew she was going to love your stuff. Uh, yeah. So, you know, everybody, uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear Tomb of Nick uh, Cage over at uh, unrestrictedradio.com. We get Kim to come on over there and talk to Stacy and maybe put that together. And I think it'd be a great fit. You know, again, it's, you already have a huge listener base and fan base. I know that. Uh, but I, you know, this, we just throw it around up here more and throw it out there to the rest you know, of the, uh, the globe. Any, and, kind of, any kind of exposure that we can get, you know, and, and play. And, and if we can, you know, bring happiness and like a little bit of joy with our tongue in cheek type stuff, then, then I, I'm really happy to do that. That's what it's about. You know, we didn't really know that we're not, you know, playing punk and metal and stuff really isn't something you make a whole lot of money at. And we just, we just want to, I just want to engage with people and like this, like this is, this is just talking to you guys is some of my favorite, some of the my favorite things to do is talk to like-minded people. So that's what it's about for me. Very cool. Now, have you, um, have you guys played any, um, kind of like rockabilly or, or any of that stuff that's out there too, that, cause some of the guys take it to limits. Like I've seen some park artists play with them. Um, and they've done some really unique, uh, I'm thinking one of them is called uh, rockabilly explosion or something along mm -hmm. those lines. Yeah. And I really love some of their music and they've got this guy who sings with her. Uh, she's, I think she's Czech or Russian or something, but he's got this voice that you wouldn't even think. Mm -hmm. But he, he does some great stuff. But then I see he's over in this punk band and just craziness. Yeah. I mean, the dude's just hard, you know, on himself. But he's, I, I, I go and listen and watch because I, I adore what he does. You know, I appreciate the art form that he's he's out there. So have you guys ever played any of that or, or touched? Like you said, you're going to work with different people. You, you done yeah, I, uh, I played bass, um, an upright bass with a bluegrass band with my uh, one of my guitar players that's in the band now. And he plays uh, banjo, mandolin, harmonica, cigar box guitar. So he's incorporating a lot of that into, like I saw the song. It's it's funny that we brought that up, the song, the Whiskey Pete song. So Beth plays the bazooki on it, which is a Greek uh, instrument that is utilized a lot, actually, in Irish folk music. And so she's going to play that. And then Aaron has got playing the um, the banjo on that song. So what's, what's the bazooki? Is that that that's not the rotated thing, is it? No. No, it's it looks a lot like a guitar. Um except I believe it's double stringed with a she's got several different body styles on it though. They have electric and acoustic. Okay. Like I said it's a I really don't specifically know I couldn't tell you like the the specs on it but but except for the fact that is you know it's it comes out of a I guess a Greek musical tradition, and then was kind of like adopted by uh, Irish folk music. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yep, yep, I do. It just popped into my head. I don't know. I was thinking Irish for some reason because it's an Irish instrument that has. It the, is an Irish. You ro yeah. yeah, yeah, you rotate it, and but you know, it's got like the big bowl, and it's got the weird neck system on it. No. Does that sound familiar? No. It's that's no. not. It looks more like a to hers. Hers looks more like a traditional guitar. 
Okay. So I don't know if, if maybe, but it, they, they could have different ones that I haven't seen. But um, I, I mean, this girl is like, Beth is like one of my dear good friends and she's like the Eddie Van Halen of the instrument. And um, she's so fast on it and just, it's it's pretty amazing. But I'm really looking forward to it. But you don't have to look that up. Everybody look up Bazooki and see the history on that, what it looks like. <laughs> and it better not be like two girls in a cup. That's all I'm saying. No, 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 no. It's three. Bazooki. 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 Now he's going to look it up. I hope I it ain't am. like that one you time. Just, I told him to look up to, something. You need to go like, and, and talk and fill in. Yeah, well, you know, this one time I told him to look up something and he about up Chuck. So that was comical. All right. Yeah, we ain't no, going to talk about that. I would. I would do that to, to us because I'm just that way. But anyway, so I got to ask this. You never did tell us what other horror movies you got planned for this month. I mean, come on. I mean, this this is me and you talking. You know how we are. We got like we tell each other what our plans are, and then we just like blow each other out of the water. And then sometimes you're just like, "I never heard of that." And I'm just like, "Should listen to shouldn't you?" I I already listed a bunch that I'm definitely gonna watch. What else did I want to? Oh, I would I want to see um. I know this is like, it's not like a deep dive or anything, but I would like to see Hereditary again. I've only seen it once. You know, I didn't not care for that one. I mean, yeah, really, I, I mean, that's I, um, I like Midsommar a lot better, but I, I can't, I can't think, hmm, I don't know what I'm going to do for Halloween this year. I don't know. Have you watched Psycho Gorman yet? Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, I um, love that movie. Uh, and I saw that Fried Berry comes out tomorrow, actually. What does? Fried berry. Fried berry? What? Uh-huh. Yeah, you need to watch that one too. It's right up there with um Psycho Gorman. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's it. That yes. That's what it looks yeah, like. That's what I meant by a bowl, because I if I remember right, some of right. them are I, shallow and the bottom's almost like a yeah, okay. like a bowl shape. That's what I meant. But yeah, yeah I knew it was. Yeah. I was right. I was yeah, I you're, right. you're right. I wasn't great at explaining it, folks. No, I apologize. <laughs> Because we're Irish, so I'm thinking I should know what this yeah. is. Yeah, well, she's fantastic. She's got several albums out. Uh, when I say several, she's got a lot of albums out. She's worked with pretty much everybody. Um, and like I said, I'm very honored that she she wants she would she wants to continue working with us. So it's a very weird kind of like strange, but it isn't because we both got the same sense of humor. We like the same things. So, um, but I but I definitely enjoy working with. Um, with musicians on the outside that come in. And, and like I said, I, I, I want this project to kind of belong to everybody now. So I'm really excited about, about collaborations. So I got three questions for you. Okay. Um, before we get to the end of the show and I kind of designed these cause I'm, I'm interested to pick your mind. Okay. So I'm going to ask you um, first off, what's your, your favorite urban legend from your area that you just can't get enough of it? Ooh. Probably Grunch Road. I don't know if you've heard of Grunch Road before. The Grunch Road Monster. I think I've heard of that. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, you know, okay, so I'm going to, I am going to say that werewolves are always my favorite, everything, always. But everybody knows about the Rougarou. But um, the Grunch Road Monster, it was a 
it was a road out in New Orleans East, which is the eastern part of the city. And um, they were so, there were so many things that happened that people, everybody has a different story. But this was like, I think the, the height of the paranormal activity was in the 80s. And okay. they had so many, so many different stories about it. Like a lot of people believe that there was a monster that lived out on that road. Um, uh, some people said that it was uh, a, some sort of abandoned child or there's a lot of stories that there was abandoned children that would leave like a goat or something by the side of the road to lure travelers in or they would stand on the side of the road to try to lure them in and they would kill them. A lot of people said that they were children that people abandoned out in the woods. Uh, some people said it was a monster, but there's so many things that have happened um, around that area as far as UFO uh, sightings, um, just a little bit of everything. So there's, okay. so I just like the idea that, you know, for a short period of time, kind of like in West Virginia with Mothman, for a short period of time, there was this rich, um, paranormal, supernatural type, uh, unexplainable activity, and then it stops for no reason. And I really like those stories a lot. So a lot of people don't know about the lore of Grunch Road, but there's were, five or were, six different stories about it. Were there reported uh, actuality? It's never stopped. Do you Trust think? Me. Oh, because I don't there's think like, I know. big houses out there now. So oh, I don't yeah. know. Have there Trust been me. in that area? Have there been like real reports of people just gone missing, like finding the um, car or just? Well, uh, out in that, you know what? I don't know in that specific area, but I would have to research that if there was actually during that time period um, that there's uh, missing persons. This is, I, I hate to say it, but like you know, New Orleans, we got people go missing all the time out here. <laughs> Right. So it's kind of hard yeah. to say, is this weird or is this foul play? Or, we got Detroit, or... so I get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. You know, you know how it is. Yep. Um, so it's kind of hard to tell what's paranormal and what's just just murders and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the next one, I think you answered already, your favorite cryptid, of course, being werewolf. Why mm -hmm. is that? I, I kind of like the, I, you know, everybody's always wants to be a vampire. I don't want to live forever, but I think it might be nice to shut off your, sh exactly. Who wants to do that? I, to shut off kind of like your, I guess I, I'm a person that like thinks, um, thinks in terms of like morality a lot. I'm constantly, constantly kind of examining my conscience. So how nice would it be to be able to shed that off just for one night a month and just run amok and turn into a beast and, do whatever you want, and then turn back into a human. Just have one uh, month, one day off a month, where you don't have to constantly worry about being ethical and and uh, there's something. Do, I want, do I want to get hate mail right now? Do I really want to get hate mail? Because I really want to say a comment. Uh, I right know now. what you're this. And and I'm gonna come make make a visit to you, Elmer. <laughs> Get in line. We have T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, we have right. a concession yeah, stand. I don't know where he's gonna go with that. Um, <laughs> you, with I don't know if you guys know about the Rougarou, but there's all these crazy stories about the Rougarou, where you can stop a Rougarou by throwing grains of rice or beans or pennies because the Rougarou is kind of like neurotic and he's got to stop and count everything. So that's if you throw rice, he's got to he's got to count the grains of rice. How, how so, old is, how old is that that story or that legend? Is that pretty old? I, I think it is. I think it might have come over from from France with the French settlers. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. But there's so many stories. Um, uh, they say that you can become a rougarou by not observing Lent. 
um, properly. You can come a Rougarou by uh, being bit by one, then you have to be a Rougarou for 101 days. So I don't know why that is the, uh, that's the time limit. But 101 days, um, you're cursed. Uh, and then, you know, I think, of course, like most urban legends, it's to scare kids. So they have this thing where they say, you know, the Rougarou is going to pull on your toes at night. And I think that's to keep kids in bed so the Rougarou doesn't pull on your toes. It's a weird thing. I don't know. But uh, well, I sounds, love the Rougarou. Sounds like it'd be a French thing because weren't they the ones that had, I mean, they still have, what, the first account of lycanthropy? Yes. Wasn't that out of France? So yeah. I, it sounds I about it right, it. yeah, that it would be yeah. around that long. And plus, you know, again, you guys having such a plethora, if I can use that word, of so many different people in from, you know, uh, Africa, Jamaica, France. I mean, you guys were virtually a melting pot before the rest of the world. And them bringing all the voodoo and stuff that's into play mm -hmm. there. I mean, holy cow, you know, yeah. what a what a playground for the paranormal and the crazy. Uh, I think the third one would be, what would you consider? Uh, I know he kind of asked what your lineup was. Uh, and I'm going to say, first we'll do classic. What would be your favorite classic horror movie or monster movie? Hmm, my favorite classic. So when we say classic, are we talking about like a time period or? Black and white. You know, something that you, you really Universal. like. Black and white period. Yeah. Yeah. Like from that old school. Oh dear, let me think. Well, my favorite—I don't know if it was black. What was it, black and white? I don't. Maybe it's not. Do I need to name off the Universal monsters to help you? No. Out? Oh, stop! Probably creature <laughs> from the black lagoon. Creature from the black lagoon. Stop it. I think that's a good pick. What? What? what do you not mean? the Wolfman? No, I don't like the Wolfman as much I as I like oh. good pick. I, I like think Plan it's... Nine. Does Plan Nine count? Um, oh Lord, oh, that yeah. Was his last, that felt like his last movie, though. Yeah, if you want to say campy and yeah, then that that act kind of that's up there. I I would take that too. That's actually it's interesting yeah. to watch. That's for sure. But I, I don't remember if the original Wicker Man was black and white or not. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was color in the seventies. No, that was color. That was in the seventies. We'll go back to that one though. Um, but yeah, God, the old. The old horror movies, um, or anything with any of those old movies with like Vincent Price, like um, House on Haunted Hill. That's a good one. Yeah, House on Haunted Hill, definitely. Or, um, or like I said, uh, uh, Follow the House of Usher. Follow the House of Usher. House on Haunted Hill. Follow the House of Usher. Anything with anything with Vincent Price in it too is always is always good. Okay. How about modern? What would you say would be your favorite? I guess horror movie in modern times. Well, I've mentioned it a lot. And I'm going to go on, and and this is a this is a polarizing one, but but I went to go see Midsommar three times in the theater, and I would have gone to see the director's cut had uh, had I had time. So that's my favorite modern horror uh, horror movie, I think. And what did you think of that? Well, I mean, was it just the graphic that shocked you, or you know, the graphic? No, I think um, I think you know, I I I love movies about cults. I love folk horror, so of course those like. That ticks off two boxes right there, but also the fact that, you know, I think they were making a, a statement about, you know, the first time you see Midsommar, you're kind of giggling at it because it's a little uncomfortable, and the second time, you're like, well, you know, I mean, this, I can see where somebody could be comforted by this, and by the third time, you're like, I'm moving to Harga, you know, but it's, I think it's, it says a lot about how people can be sucked into cult behavior because mm -hmm. they make you feel special. Uh, they make you feel comforted and unalone. And I think there was something so tragic and sad about that 
because that's what she wanted so much. So, um, and everything else, you know, even though it's ridiculous, it was a beautiful film, but I think it was, I, I don't think it was a surface level stupid as people, some people that don't like it said it was. I loved it. No, it um, makes me, that movie makes me nervous because every time I see a bearskin rug now, I cringe. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just yell bear suit at Sean when he's not paying attention. So, you know. <laughs> I have a friend with a shirt off, looks like a bear suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, we got to talk about your friends after the show because I'm really <laughs> getting concerned. <laughs> um, <laughs> one last thing. Have you guys seen, and you probably remember it, it's been a cult classic for years. I finally watched it first time last night, and I thought, this is what everybody's been raving about. Now, I will say very upfront that the actress playing the main uh, you know, villain in this, if you will, uh, you know, there's moments where I'm like, hot damn, that is sexy as hell. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I think sometimes when it's put together just right with a horror movie, you know, and it's the layer of the white worm. Oh, yeah. I watched that back in maybe wow. the 90s. Yeah. Somewhat disturbing, uh, a couple yeah. things, but uh, I was like, wow, okay. Um, yeah. What I, what I really love, though at the end, I realized that, you know, not only, uh, what's his face. Um, I'm having a, I'm having a brain fart too tonight, Kim. So you're not yeah, I can't remember who's in that now. Uh, what's his face. Uh, the one that was, Oh, geez. Uh, good looking Englishman. He was the one that was caught with the, uh, hooker quite oh, a few years back. The um, one that was, um, I look, I got a He was from, he was from a couple of famous movies, kind of hurt his career a little bit. You haven't seen him in a while. Are you talking? Oh, I know who Hugh you're talking Grant. about. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Thank you. She's looking Hugh it up Grant. right now. Yeah. And then the second one was Peter uh, Gabali, who played Doctor Who. And I was like, what in the hell? I never knew they right. did a movie together because he was really young. Peter Gabali was. I'm a big Doctor Who guy. Uh, not yeah. so much the new incarnation. We won't go there. That's a whole nother show. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. But uh, so you've seen it. Have you seen that, Elmer? Actually, I have not. But I want to now. Yeah, yeah. I think that you will be surprised that uh, I think one or two things in there are a little disturbing, you know, to say the least. But honestly, I mean, if we had today's, if they were to redo that today with somebody phenomenal and, you know, with the special effects with the worm and some other stuff going on with that, I I think it would be a good, I that's one of those that you mentioned earlier that I'd be okay with a reboot. I think yeah. doing with what they could do right now, even with practical effects. Um. One last thing uh, before we end the show here, because, again, I guess we're doing kind of a pre-Halloween show, and maybe we can try to get you back for middle of the October month and do have some fun, and we'll you know, talk about all sorts of Halloween stuff because that's in your realm of what you, you do. Um, there's a new movie coming out in November, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be remiss in not mentioning this movie because, obviously, uh, I am a person who, you know, is involved with such things. Uh-huh. So Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I've seen some amazing trailers. Are you, are you excited to see it? What do you think? Yeah, I am. I, I'm very excited to see it. Um, it, lo- the, it looks The trailer looks great. So I'm going to keep up high hopes about everything. I'm not going to poo-poo on stuff that I haven't seen. So um, I'll, I'm definitely going to go see it. Very cool. And I don't know if you want to really consider it like in the horror realm, but 
you know, horror comedy, because that's kind of what they tag it as, even the original, you know, and the practical effects uh, where I segued into that was that, um, you know, that's what they kept in mind with this. They didn't want to CGI like they did with the girls version. Now I want everybody to hear this. I was okay with the girls version. I'm not, a not a woman hater. And the thing of it was, I found it entertaining and it was fun. So if anybody has a problem, you can fight me, whatever. Uh, the fact is, you know, a lot of us wanted the original cast. So if you've seen the new trailer, uh, extended trailer, you know, you see Annie Potts. And of course, at the end, Dan picks up the phone. We're closed at Raise the Cult Bookshop. Um, the guys have already said that you're going to see all of them back in suit uh, in That's a pack and they're going to be doing their thing. So um, I have some high hopes. The only concern I have was that they kind of turned it into a kid's movie as well. I mean, that's very evident uh, that because, you know, you got this one uh, actor who comes off riding the high on stranger things. And then now you see him in this and more power mm -hmm. to him. I mean, I think that's yeah. amazing for him. He's going to have quite a career if he can stay off the drugs and everything else. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Have yeah. you seen it, Elmer? Have you seen any of it? Dan, you know, this is Michael's time. This is Michael Myers' time, okay? There's a, there's a time and place for Ghostbusters. It's next month. The 15th, the 15th, Michael is back. The son bitch got shot six times, and he's still coming back. That's what I'm saying, man. It's on like, fire, you know, that's in the eye. It don't matter. Michael's coming back on the 15th. It's different. I'm, I'm over that. I used to be a fan. I, I'm not into the whole hack and slash stuff, but I was a fan of that genre. Oh. But I'm just like, I, do we got to do like 35 of these? When does the stop? You know, I, yeah, I loved H2O. And yeah. and so I was like, okay, great. That's a great place to leave it. And yeah. then I was like, what? So I was like, okay, well, they're bringing Jamie Lee Curtis back in. I love Jamie. Oh, okay. So it's like three generations of women battling Michael. That's great. That's awesome. All right, great. That's a great place to end it. What do you mean there's another movie? Stop. <laughs> I no. know. Come on, he is pissed off. They said the kills are amazing. They're they're like it, it's it's the perfect. And have you seen the trailer that has yeah. Halloween I mean, three reference in it? I'm gonna go it's, see it. It's so. the same with Jason Voorhees oh. when you got him and him and uh you know uh, Freddy Krueger going at it on a space station. Come on, man! That, this is when you guys are really reaching on some yeah. of these movies, and it's like you know I, I went through this in the '80s where we had so many horrible B-rated movies, and you go to the drive-in, and so he's like, "Might as well make out because this movie's terrible," uh, you know. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm pretty critical when it comes to. Uh, some horror because I like horror movies and it's not that this anybody who's into the hack and slash. Cause again, I like some of those. They don't scare me right. uh, folks. I've never been frightened by that stuff. Cause trust me, I fear more of what's out here than movie land or things in the dark. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, th those never frighten me. I just thought, Oh man, you know, there's shock value in some of the stuff that they put together. And I am amazed by the special effects. Now, having said that, I still like movies, though, that don't have to have that, and they have such a scare and thrill quality to them that you go to bed that night thinking, I really hope I don't have dreams about what I just mm -hmm. witnessed and saw. And, and that's coming from a guy who does paranormal. And I've seen some very good ghost story movies put together that, man, sh 
frightened me. I mean, frightened me to the point where I'm like, I see, I see, I'm going to use some language. I see that shit in a room where I'm at investigating. You will see me out in the car. Well, you won't even see me in the car. You'll see my taillights. Right. I may end up leaving some people because I, I, I get a kick out of those. And I've seen a few here in the last couple of years where nobody has to get possessed. Nobody has to go murder the whole family. I mean, there's just these ghosts and everybody in the house is frightened to death. Why am I getting Elmer twice here? I have him open on two boxes. Oh, no, it's, his, it's his twin. It's Pete and repeat. Yeah. That's like the killer Elmer. You know, this is like now, the cool Elmer. Now, He's going like, to like breaking your old house. I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, shit no, your that's pants. That's funny. There we go. Like I'm having like a little bit of issues here. So hold on. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm into a lot of stuff and there's, there's been a few that have, like, have been done well. Have you, uh, I guess we'll leave it at this. Have you guys ever watched the series Lucifer? No, no, I haven't. I've heard it's good though. It, it depends. I, I, we fell in love with it. I liked it when it was originally on, you know, Fox when they canceled it. And then, you know, Netflix bought it up and they, they ended it in a, and they gave everybody kind of an ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always, I like Tom Ellis. And I remember watching him years ago when he was with the tall actress from, um, oh geez, uh, you know, the, the PBS show where they were delivering all the babies and the tall kind of lanky one with the glasses had her own comedy series in Britain and Tom Ellis was her love interest. And he was just a skinny guide and all of a sudden he pops up on the show lucifer and i thought wow he's changed and i'm happy for him but it's 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 a an interesting take on god and angels and lucifer you know just kind of being you know pinned for things that he wasn't really responsible for and there's a lot of comedy and there's a lot of you know tears and drama in it but uh i would say i would recommend do they get into any like demonology and stuff like that? Like, well, there's uh, demons. Yeah, there's uh, there's Massac in uh, Mace, who's the head of the demons, uh, right hand to, you know, Lucifer, who who's mm-hmm. all about torturing, and uh, shows up a, as a very attractive uh, black uh, woman, and uh, she's funny. She ends up becoming an aunt, and uh, his brother comes down, you know. Um, and uh, he ends up staying on Earth. It's a, it's not really given too much away, uh, but you know he comes and stays and tries to get Lucifer. Calls him Lucy. That's his brother. Calls him Lucy for short. To go back down to hell. He's like somebody needs to guard hell. He's like I've got people there. It's handled, you know. And right. uh, the angel falls in love with a, a lady, which is Lucifer's psychiatrist, played by a little hot milf lady, and uh, she's a really good actress. And ends up having a baby. And I mean, this just takes directions with some of the comedy involved too. Um, that is, it's quite enjoyable, you know, but they, they do have a battle. It's like the supernatural thing. There's this battle. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael shows up who happens to be Lucifer's twin and, uh, causes trouble and, and, you know, is kind of like a lot of us who had, you know, siblings where, you know, the one innocent one was actually the one that was always causing all the stuff behind the scenes and never getting blamed. That would be Elmer. Yeah. As he's waving his hand. So if anybody's not seen it out there, folks, I recommend it uh, to these two. And I, I think you guys would enjoy it. And Tom, Hall, Tom Ellis, you know, from a woman's point of view, is not bad eye candy, you know, to look at for women. Uh, plus, yeah. he's a great actor. He's a great actor with great humor. And uh, you, here's, here's what I, I'm going to give you a spoiler. 
because you'll recognize his voice first, but his father comes down. God finally comes down to visit, and he's the Allstate guy from the Allstate. Oh, I love the Allstate guy. Yeah, and he plays a great God. And I'm telling you, man, there's moments like, Dad, you know, why are you here at work with me again? I just want to see what my son does, you know? And, uh, you know, it, 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 like I said, it takes everyday things and puts them into a thing to where, you know, you would think that the astral world is all perfect and it's not, they're just as as dysfunctional as the rest of us because we're mirrored. And then the angels come to realize too, that's like, here, we're looking down on humans. Well, we shouldn't. So I think it's fun. I think it's fun. All right. I've got my eyes cut out for me. I'm worried about you, Dan. I mean, I think you've been on Netflix a little bit too much lately. I mean, you had a month off. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting overnight watching crackheads anymore. So I'm happy with that. So now you're watching crackhead actors. Okay, got you. I get you. (laughs) I did binge Um, what we do in the shadows, so I'm caught up on that now. Yes, I love that show. Mm -hmm. That show is like my that's my that's my jam right now. That and American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, American Horror Story is good, but yeah, Guillermo de la Cruz is my spirit animal. So, <laughs> and you're talking about that's that vampire one, right? Yeah. Where they're all yeah, yeah the comedy and yeah. the 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 lead guy in that used to be an IT crowd. He was their boss. Oh, okay. Do you remember him? He was their boss, and so anything he's been in, he's just does this weird off the wall comedy. I just I love the guy. You know, that's awesome. anything because uh, yeah, he's done so many different parts. So. I've watched a few of those and I get a kick out of them. So I need to, like you, I need to get back on track and binge watch those. Yeah. Hated Game of Thrones. I know people, people like what? I'm like, been there, done that, man. I just, I didn't like the ending either. So whatever. Well, the ending, nobody liked the ending. So you're, you're, you're in good company. Not even its own ending like this ending. So what's that tell you? And there's a spoiler. We're going to kill everybody. Yeah. Okay. Way to way to end it, Elmer. Don't don't bring that up with Jenny. I was actually in Maine and watched uh watched several episodes of the final season with Jenny, and uh it, it got violent. So uh, oh, I heard, I heard. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she yeah she told me she yeah, yeah. she was not a very yeah. happy camper. You guys got like yeah. physical. Uh, I I didn't, but she was like flinging things at the TV. So oh, yeah. Oh lord! Oh lord! Yeah, that's that's when you become way too invested in a TV show. Yeah, much like my Ghostbusters, Kim. I'm always telling them, it's like, guys, we dress up and it's not real. So, you know, it's not a real thing. We just uh, dress up and have fun. Okay, we all have lives outside of this. At least I hope we do. Um, I want to thank you for being here. This has gone in like ten thousand different directions, but oh, I love that. But we just like to come on here and just talk like we're at the bar having a drink and I would love to meet you in person. Elmer, you too. We've been trying to, and Elmer, I'm sorry that didn't work out. We, we kids, dude, kids. All I'm going to tell you is that we had money set aside. The trip was planned and literally hours before we got in the car to leave. Dad, we need help. Do you have $2,000? Yep, we do. And apparently we're not taking a trip. So I'm always there for my children. Don't get me wrong, but there is some comedy in it. And uh, I thought I had sent him a couple texts, which I did, but they didn't. I must have been in a thing because when I went back and said that I sent you those, they said resend because apparently they didn't go out. 
So uh, here Elmer's like, where are you at? I'm like, I am not in West Virginia. <laughs> I am uh, I was... still up here in Michigan. So Yeah, I so I got it. sent on a magical barge ride at the Haunted Majestic. <laughs> oh, so he had fun anyway. But uh, yeah, I'd love to have you guys come up. I want to let yeah. you guys in person. And I think Ghost of Ram will be a lot of fun. And again, I'll put out the red carpet for you guys. Treat you well when you come up here and a uh, good bunch of people that run this museum. You'll, you'll enjoy them too. And we're just trying to make some money for them uh, to keep this going because they keep a lot of people's memories alive in this museum, you know, and I'm about history and I'm about preserving that and everything that I do. But uh, So is that one vendor too, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because apparently there's a lot of, a lot of history in, in vaginas. Well, there is. Well, from the beginning of time, so. You know, you've seen the TikTok, right? Where the lady's eating her breakfast sandwich and then it puts in, in the in the lettering, you know, in the caps, the description says that moment that you realize that everybody in your house has come in and out of your vagina at one yeah. time or another. The true story. <laughs> yeah, and she's just got like a look on her face like, oh my God, you know, so there you have it. Yeah, well, I'm keeping my one comment to myself because I know I will be, getting deep shit over that one <laughs> what's to stop you now elmer yeah oh oh about about 50 lawyers probably coming after me after all what i want to say <laughs> it's no worse than than and i'll leave everybody with this so, so i saw on tiktok and a, it's a comedian and he says you know women have so much evil in their blood and if you don't believe me, God designed it so that once a month they're able to get rid of some of it. Yeah. And that's how you believe that. And of mm -hmm. course, some wives laughed at it, some didn't. That's right. And so, you know, you can you can either say what you want to say, but uh, hey, you know, I couldn't give birth to a baby. I've had kidney stones, and from what I was told by the ER nurse, that's as close as a man is gonna come to feeling labor pains. And I'm like, and mine were oof. We won't even go no, there. No, so the worst I won't, pain. I won't be squirting anything out uh, of anything. No, there. the worst pain is getting it stuck in a zipper, but we ain't talking about that. <laughs> Beans and Franks. <laughs> okay, folks. This is a paranormal show. I don't know where it went off the tracks at what point in time, but I just kind of went down on the wreckage and sat with the uh, people who were injured. We had a campfire and we shared stories. This is what we did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, Kim, tell everybody where they can find all of your stuff. Anywhere. Uh, the easiest place to go to find absolutely everything is Bandcamp. And I think we've got a $13 special right now going for you can get everything we've ever done digitally. That's the covers, the singles, the one-offs, everything. And uh, you can also get all our merch there. But you can go to www.tombofnickcage.com, uh, thetombofnickcage.com. And we've also up, we're up on iTunes. Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere. They are, are everywhere. you everywhere? Everywhere. Are you sure you're everywhere? If that, <laughs> I believe her. Pretty sure. I believe her. That was the first thing out of her mouth was everywhere. And everywhere. She, everywhere. she just listed about everywhere that I would go looking. So you know what we need to do? We need to get a can of spray paint and go up to Point Pleasant and one of the igloos and put the tomb in the cave cage in there. That would be like the best thing to do. Well, we're going to stop through Point Pleasant again. So one of these days. 
So we'll pick you up. Well, take you to work. Well, you know, probably get you lost, and you'll probably be like, "No, we're never doing this again." <laughs> just, just don't a sign your name on it, Elmer, and be like some of the people that I do news reports on on the Big Dog Show. You know, you go oh, come and graffiti on. something, and they're like, "How do you know to come find me?" And it's like, "Cause you signed it when you painted the, the stuff." Yeah, I mean, I missing missing four one one two minute cage edition. I hope not. You are. See, again, you surprised me. I am a Dave Pilates <laughs> fan as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, if, my guitar player, you got to meet him. He's, he's all about the 411. Oh, my God. And you listen to those, and if that doesn't if that doesn't really mess with your head and make you really wonder, nothing will. Nothing. No, that's right. All right. Well, thanks for being with us uh, here, Kim. I appreciate it. Elmer hooked this up, and you guys are great friends. And uh, I'm your friend, too. I'll stay in touch yeah. a little bit better than I did before. Uh, and I appreciate everything you guys do. Love the music. Uh, you've Thanks. all been listening to I Want to Believe radio show right here on Unrestricted Paranormal here Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please give our sponsors and friends a look, will you? As you first and foremost, our guests go over to the tomb of uh, Nick Cage and check them out. Uh, you can find them everywhere. And she said everywhere, and she is correct. Also, our sponsor, Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com. Uh, 1895 bed and breakfast built by Frank and Mary Henderson of the Henderson Ames Company. Look it up, check out their history. You will be shocked, amazed, surprised, and happy. It's a beautiful home. You can come there and enjoy for $87 a three course meal, a ghost lecture, and a historic haunted tour by yours truly through the house and across the treat, street, uh, to not the treat, but to the street. Uh, to the cemetery and visit Frank and Mary themselves right on the spot. Uh, also, if you are going to South Haven, Michigan, uh, anytime spring or summer, uh, even late fall, to book a fun trip over here off of Lake Michigan Shores here in Michigan, go to downtown South Haven to Historic Hotel Nichols. We are also offering at selected dates in October, uh, possibly uh, September, November. We're talking about that right now. But we also do uh, historic haunted tours in that hotel as well by yours truly. Uh, Gun Barrel Coffee, Batavia, Illinois. These guys sell coffee. They roast coffee. Uh, they come from a long line of roasters, folks. It's good coffee. I know you may have some stuff local, but give them a shout out. Like many of the guys that are doing the coffee right now, they too are giving proceeds of their sales of their items in their store uh, online and in Batavia, Illinois to help out veterans, you know. Um, and give me a, a, a moment here to also bend your ear before we sign off to please look into the Till Valhalla project. Okay. We're losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. And, uh, it's just a, uh, thing that we really need to try to help with and get on top of. I support them wholeheartedly till Valhalla project.com. Uh, get yourself some dog tags and a shirt, uh, buy some merch, help them out. Uh, that money goes to help the families, the surviving children, and so on and so forth. Uh, look it up. You'll be amazed. Uh, Elmer, thank you as always. Kim, thank you. Everybody, thank you for listening as always out here. And the last network we want you to go check out is unrestrictedparanormal.com. That's right. Unrest, T-R-X-T, R-X-T-D, uh, paranormal.com. And you can listen to a bevy, a literal bevy of other shows. I am Dan. Elmer, and, Elmer. Off. and keep your eyes to the skies. Yep, and happy haunting. And Kim, thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you guys up here.
uh, soon, uh, the Tomb of Nick Cage and Kim and everybody else up here with us on August 22nd at Ghost yeah. That it's going to be awesome at the Van Buren Poorhouse County Museum. Hey, if you can't be kinder and smarter, please be quieter. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>